What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. What up, Greg? I'm glad you're trying out a Heather Gray shirt. I forgot I was going to be on camera today. This is like my grungy shirt. No, it isn't. This PBS one? I love this PBS one. It's got like a lot. I work out in it a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I kind of work out in every shirt. My my wardrobe has gone downhill lately, so I'm trying to bring it back uphill. It's not unsuccessful. I was going to say, well, where's the the shirt you wore kind of funny live too was awesome. That, uh, that, that's my, that's that my little, first attempt that to bring thing. it back. Yeah. That needs to be your new aesthetic because God damn did you look the, the short sleeve short collar shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I really like it. I've been, the thing is when you're, when you have a wife, you, you, you shop as a unit mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. And so she just came around to that style because I was like, I want a short sleeve shirt. She's like, it's too hipster, it's too hipster. I'm like, I'm just going to try this on and see what it looks like. And there's a specific brand that I buy that fits me very well. And that happens to be that brand. What's and the I, brand? It's got a free AG. shirt. AG? Um, yeah. They usually make jeans, but they also have shirts. And so when she goes to buy jeans, I'll walk over there and try those shirts on. And they're fairly okay priced. Um, and I tried it on. I was like, this fits really, really well. She's like, you should buy that. I'm like, see, I should buy it. And then she made, I think it was like 80 bucks. It was not bad. Um, and then she made fun of me. She actually made fun of me today for having way too many. All I had, she's like, you know, I think you could use one or two more gray shirts. And if you want, you could probably throw, you could probably use a couple more black shirts with graphics on them. If you wanted to. And I was like, oh, someone's talking shit. That's what that's happens. what's happening right now. Yeah. yeah you so. know what happens when they talk shit. Over here. The Pride of Long Island. Call Moriarty. Mm, it's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today as well. It smells wonderful in this house. Your mm. mother cooking mm. an Italian feast out there. She is. I hope there God are bless. endless breadsticks. Um, will she if put you on say that white, again, you're not eating will any Will she of put on a white feet. shirt and a tie to serve me? I hate you. You're not eating any of it. Oh, no. Please. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Over a, there. The pure one. Tim Gettys. Let him host. Was yeah, that an Olive Guard? It was an Olive, Olive Garden. Garden reference. An Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. They have the house of Olive Garden. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, call. Seriously, on a serious note, what do we have to do to get your mom to come cook us dinner every night? I'll fly her out here from the from real America, and she'll. It was a Patreon tier. Yeah, okay. she, yeah, she'll. Yeah, uh, we're supporting her on Patreon because yeah. those meatballs are looking and smelling. Uh, a okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll eat uh, when the sauce is ready. I mean, it's a little late. I don't know that the sauce is gonna be ready anytime soon. But um, part of the way I understand Italian go, it's like. When you're here, you're family. So, I mean, like, everybody's sitting around talking and stuff. Yeah. Go, this is from real America. This is real Italian stuff. If the meatballs like, aren't ready, they'll bring the breadsticks out. Don't worry right, about it. Right. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Do we get endless <laughs> soup and salad, too? Yeah, that's how it works. They come by with the cheese, see how much you want. Your culture is a joke to us. <laughs> a punchline. <laughs> Fair enough. Have a good show. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. He's bringing a random topic to session for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can support us, get the show early, submit your own topics, and get a bunch of goodies that Tim loves. I like them a lot. You Tim get exclusive Tim too. loves goodies. I love them goodies. Colin and I goodies, just did exclusives no, with our mothers. Goodies. They'll be up soon. So that's just a dollar. You give a dollar, you get those exclusive episodes each every month. But if you have no dollars to give, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we post the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until the big thing goes live. On the Big Deal Friday, as I call it. Big Deal Friday. <laughs> <laughs> big Deal Fridays. I like that. That's big Deal good. Friday. Kevin, from now, make a note. Right in there. Put email, email, email Colin, colon, Big Deal Friday. And all the tweets on Friday, Colin, need to reference Big Tweet Friday. No, big Deal Friday. I'm never going to I refuse to use that term. And I'm going to change the Hootsuite password, too. So you can't go in there and do it yourself. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> I think we're all the same level of tired deliriousness. Oh, yeah. I'm, kind of funny I'm live, of too. Absolutely. was last weekend. Thank you all for coming out from around the globe to hang out with us here. And if you weren't there, thank you for being on Twitter 
using the hashtag KFL2, following along. Thank you for being on Facebook, on the forums, yeah. on the Patreon. Right. We were worldwide. We were trending. Thanks to all y'all motherfuckers. Yeah, that's crazy. So thank you. Thank you for all your for support. Uh, we said 1,200 people were there. Mm-hmm. That's the official count. Yeah, a little bit more. There, a little there bit was more. more than that, but we're, I'm going to say 1,200. It's a nice number. We're rounding down to be nice. Yeah. Uh, Tim, is this your topic? Oh, of course this is my topic. Okay. Uh, yes. And let us let me be the last to congratulate you on the success of Kind of Funny Live, too. Thank you. You thank killed you yourself for much. it. Yes. Nick, you killed yourself for it. It was not easy. Kevin, you killed yourself with the show for it. Kevin's feet hurt so badly after it that he couldn't walk. I know. he. Called, Tim's little brother had to carry him out like Yoda on the back of Luke. And Dagobah. Yeah, and, and Dagobah. a little blue bag, a little blue sack. Colin, I mean, yeah. I want to congratulate you and me on doing as little as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you nailed it, though. It although was so I, good. Although I said on Colin and Greg Live that I actually was responsible for the whole show and yeah. the entire production. You so. crushed it. Yeah. It is. It's true. It was a, a great show. The power, persu- the power Persuasion, mm-hmm. as we've been calling it. What was it like from your guys' perspective to walk in and sort of see the, 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 the venue and the production for the first it time? It was awesome. I mean, I think... Uh, we had been abreast of the situation. You kept us updated. We knew what was happening and how the stage was going to look or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, it's going to be a 100-foot video wall, and this is like the catwalk or whatever, you're like, oh, okay, I can picture that. But to get there and when they finally had the video wall working and showing all the videos and seeing like what Jack Trenton looked like in glorious 4K Jackie when D. he's 100 feet tall, that was amazing. But more was like, yeah, the venue itself of walk. I, I haven't... I guess when we were going there, someone... I was talking to another video game journal, I forget, who was going, oh, I'll see you there tomorrow. I'm like, isn't that where they did the Final Fantasy 13 reveal? And I was like, oh, you might be right. I remember going to the Final Fantasy, but I don't re- reveal, but I don't remember where it was. So to walk in and not really remember the space, but to see how awesome the friends and family balcony looked, and then to see, like, it was the little things for me, the kind of funny face on the wall projected through a spotlight and multiple times, and the blue lights outside of the Regency, the blue lights inside, the line around, like, it was surreal to get there and see mm-hmm. how the drawing came to life yeah it was fun it was that it was a fun event oh yeah let's let's do it again no sooner than one year from now oh man i want to do it now you can push it out let's one more year forever. no so tim yes how do you feel You've, i feel you amazing i mean so that's the things like last year it was the best night of my life this year pff, new best night of my life and it's yeah. by a long shot like that it was just incredible it went off perfectly like i could have not asked for that to go better of course i can go back and criticize little things here and there like oh i wish i did this or this or whatever but it's like man nah overall it's perfect it is it's a masterpiece it's a 10 out of 10 you know and i i I was very very happy with it It was so much fun seeing all you guys and like i what i appreciate is that you all wanted to like it i think that's the most important Mm -hmm. thing is that every single person there wanted to like every single thing that was happening and that is the key magic that made this happen if any other group of people was on that stage this would have been the dumbest thing ever. Sure. Because it was us, it was the dumbest thing ever, but people loved it. And I think that's that's the magic that, that we all have together where it's like you really it's a positivity that you just you got to to have. Like it's it's the same shit that when you look at press conferences, like the same like two different people can watch a press conference and be like, that sucked, or oh my god, that was fucking amazing. And all it really takes is you going into it wanting to like it or wanting to to hate on it. And yeah. Kind of like how Greg went into Batman vs. Superman and wanted to like it, so he did. But I mean, but, but there you yeah, go, that's right? That's like, a good point. Why you hated it. <laughs> I wanted to see it fail. You hate comic book movies? No, I you don't. You hate superheroes? You hate anything popular? You're a hipster? No. Mm. But I, I was really happy that the that all of you guys like gave us the opportunity to just do things for you and just be like, we think you'll like this, and then you did. 
you know and i think that that's a really really kind of it's asking a lot actually yeah. but it's I, I think that it the equation worked out you know both sides is this plus this equals this and all of those things were, were good what i want you to do is run me through last week for you because you weren't here at all so yeah. and like that was the thing we said on the shows you're home editing but i mean that that you were working like how many hours a day generally i mean it wasn't even so much about that it was it's easier to say how many hours i slept which was like i think like four to five hours a night was max like there was nights that did i didn't hit that much but what i was doing was editing all of the videos that played on the the video wall behind the behind everybody because early on me and nick were talking about it and nick's brother matt was like let's get a giant led video wall i'm like that is fucking incredible but then the thing with that is that means that there needs to be something on it at all yeah. times mm. so nick made a whole bunch of awesome stuff for me to play with like he made the um the animate the loop that kept saying kind of funny live and yeah, like, yeah. all that stuff our and outlines and stuff looks super fucking cool really and awesome good. then I, I got to use that to make all the other things but for each video package we did for the press conference and for the all the stupid jokes to the music stuff like i wanted to make sure that every video was like to the moment there was something on the screen that was interacting with it. like when Mega Ran performed I wanted to make sure there was stuff referencing what he would be saying which was a lot of work because then how I had hard was that to edit so I had the instrumental track and then I had to reference his live show videos on YouTube and be like okay here he does this with the crowd so I'd make sure that the words flashed that the mm-hmm. crowd needed to chant but like man it was those little details that really pushed it over the edge because then everybody knew what ad-libs they were supposed to be doing. Everybody knew to say, A, 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 or Dr. Wiley, or let Tim host, or whatever it was. And, like, people got super into it. And, oh, man, it was, like, it was crazy. And, like, it was the most work I ever put in, into anything. It was the videos on that wall. But it it worked, you yeah. know, and that's the... Then all of a sudden it all becomes worth it. And you're just like, fuck, yeah. Like, people kept asking me, am I nervous? There was not a second that I was nervous that night. I was so excited. Like, I've never been more excited in my life. I didn't stop smiling the entire time. People keep tweeting at me pictures throughout the night. They're like, Tim did not stop smiling except for when he was rapping. Then he was thug life. I'm like, yeah, that's how I That's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. That's what Tone Deaf taught you. That is what Tone Deaf taught me. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing. But what I I wanted to do was because, you know, I think that we kind of get into a little echo chamber of what we do and then just kind of forget that there was thousands and thousands of people that weren't there. So I kind of want to run through a recap Mm. of the night Mm. when you guys can start, start it off. So I'm not talking a lot. A recap of the night, yeah. just starting from the fans' perspective? Just everything. What happened? Kind of funny live, too. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was, first of all, an, an amazing show as well. Congratulations. Um, I think one of the highlights and one of what started the show off was Mr. Bernie Burns coming in to actually host the thing. And Bernie's a guy that is incredibly sort of um, impressive to me. Not, not, withstand, not, not just because of the fact that he's one of the founders of Rooster Teeth, not because he's, you know, made one of the first, like, amazingly viral shows ever on the internet but because he could legitimately have a career a good career as a stand-up comedian if he wanted to and so having him host the show and having him come out and kind of bash us a little bit and he gave uh give everyone a lot of shit including rooster teeth including rooster teeth (laughs) um which was all in good fun and i think um specifically because he knew some a lot of folks my jam were going to be there he he roasted them a little bit which is cool of course he passed all that through us beforehand so any of his insults were pre-approved by us with the good, with the understanding that they were going to be good-hearted and fun, and, and not supposed to be actually insulting, um, and then he introduced us, uh, and we each had our own video. Well, even before this, so before this, there oh, was. You the, want to talk about the actual? Setup yeah, I want, thing? Well, not even so much that, just like the show. So it starts off with Grimecraft. Oh yeah, doing like the, two, the pre-show, like an hour and a half long DJ by Grime. Who has the most amazing hair on the planet? By sure, the way. amazing hair, but I, I enjoyed that after he came off, he he went right to hard drinking. And then he the rest lit. of the night, he kept coming up to me. And since he, you know, a drunk man's uh, words are a sober man's thoughts, he just kept being like, 
this is the best this is the best video game show I've ever been to. That was the best performance I've ever had. And then he woke up and tweeted that same stuff. Like that the audience was on another level for him and that continued obviously throughout the night, but God yeah, we damn, got the were same, you guys awesome for him. Yeah, the same thing. I uh Mike Drucker made an appearance as well. Our good friend Mike Drucker um came all the way from New York to be with us. Um and he was I was like, so how intimidating was his audience to to perform in front of because for a stand up, you know, the the difference between a fifty person club versus a thousand person like kind of concert venue like this can be daunting. Like it can be different. It's different acoustics, different environment, like different laughs, like the laughs come in waves depending on who's heard what at what point. And I was like, so how was that? He was like, honestly, I was a little nervous before and then I stepped out and realized it was your guys' audience and you guys they want to laugh. Like they want they're here to have fun. They're not standard people at, you know, a, a comedy club who half came to have fun, half just are drinking, and then there's one or two nut bars in there that just came to be assholes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all your guys were like ready for the joke, ready to have fun, ready to laugh, and they laughed. And and of course, to Drucker's, um, you know, just some kind of words for Drucker, he was awesome. He was, he was hilarious. Uh, and he asked he, even that we could break it out and kind of put it up. So we might end up putting that up. Um, we should check with him just to double check, but I'm pretty sure he's okay with it. Because um, a lot of guys, you know, he works on the stand-up act all year. So I don't yeah, know if he wants yeah. to no, spoil his jokes. Wait, that's definitely going up. Okay, cool. Um, he was hilarious. Um, but even before that, like, you know, it was a long week. So the Thursday or Friday before Kind of Funny Live, we did rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably, hopefully, part of me is like, do I ever want those rehearsals to see a light of day? And then the other part of me knows that Kevin's just going to put them out without me knowing anyway. So Thursdays, um, yeah, we rehearsed. Thursdays, we rehearsed through aerobics. Um, and some of the intros went through the run of show with you guys. That was the first time you guys had gotten exposure to that. Uh, went through all the videos, made sure, you know, any questions you guys had was ironed out so that we didn't have to, because if you guys had questions, then our technical crew is really going to have questions. So it was good to start with you guys first. Then we did the aerobics, which was actually the thing I was most scared about until Tim told me I had to memorize rap lines. And then I became actually scared. Oh, yeah. Because for some dumb reason, I could not remember the rap lines. Like, I just couldn't remember the lyrics whatsoever. Even up to the night, I even screwed one of them up at the show. Didn't matter, though. Didn't matter. At all. I kept going with it, but... um. But that was actually, I was actually not nervous looking at the run through, looking at where Tim was with, with the videos and knowing my crew that we hired. I was like, I'm not nervous at all about this. I know they're going to load in. I know we're going to have plenty of time to rehearse, at least do a full run through of the show to tech it out. And then whatever happens after that happens after that, it'll be a normal shit show, right? It'll be a normal garbage truck on fire. Um, and it was. Totally. It, it, it was the most professional, polished garbage truck I've ever seen in my life. And exactly. it was still very much on fire. Um and so Friday we had as a kind of holdover day, which was good for rehearsals because Tone came in and we were able to rehearse his stuff, our stuff. Um, and I felt a little bit better after that. But even before that was flash flashback like three nights. My wife and I are I'm people are like, what the fuck is that? I'm bouncing around our apartment and my wife's like chore- choreographing this aerobics number with us. And she's like, stop, go back to one. You need to do this longer arms, like extend more smiles all the time. And so a huge thanks to my wife for putting up with that. Because it cannot be sexy to see your husband dancing around in tiny little shorts on stage in aerobics outfit. But um, but she loves me anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, taught you guys those moves. You guys surprisingly picked them up very, very quickly um, for our all of our level of coordination, with the exception of Greg, who I was behind when you did the aerobics number and did not realize that you flashed the audience your nipples. Yeah. Didn't catch that until Game I saw what that. They wanted. I know what they wanted. I know so, what they they pay a lot of money for them seats. They so thank you, those, Kevin. They, those, I know what they want. Those really light pepperonis that you got down there. It's like a pepperoni that's been out in the sun too long. It turns like a, little, like a little shade. You know what I'm talking Ooh. about? A little shade of tan. Mm. Uh, so then, of course, uh, Friday night we were able, which this, this week couldn't have gone off better for me because my, a lot of my family was in town and I was actually able to see them and not be asshole Nick. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was actually like, hey, this is good. I feel good about this. I'm excited for you guys to see the show. Then at 10 o'clock, 
get to the venue. Uh, Loden's already been going for two hours, but I was my brother was kind enough to be like, well, you don't need to be there. I'll take care of supervising where things are going to go. Don't worry about it. Just show up um, when you can so we can start answering some other questions about layout of merch and where step and repeats for signings and stuff are going to go. Um, and then you guys got there on noon. And then we started rehearsing right around, actually, around 2.30 or 3, which was which was close to when I thought we were, that's what yeah. I had scheduled for. And we went through the show, and it started, you know, we started with just the intro, and Bernie showed up all day for rehearsals. It was like, mm-hmm. this is going to be fucking awesome. Like, because Bernie didn't really, really didn't know what to expect. This is not the kind of show that they do. Mm-mm. Like, they have fun, but most of their kind of bigger productions are, you know, they make movies and internet well, shows and RTX. More of a convention. RTX, yeah, which is a, it's a whole different ball of wax. So this, I think was interesting to show them because a lot of people were like, I don't know what to expect. And what they got really was a variety show. What they got was more, was closer to a Broadway act than it was like, it was closer to rock of ages than it is mm-hmm. a typical video game exhibition show you know, or, or like, a, like a penny arcade or um, like a PAX or a comic con or, or a let's play live, a let's play live even right. What we wanted to do originally and, and always want to do is entertain first and foremost. Um, and I think last year we did, one of the highlights of last year for me was the beginning of it. We came mm-hmm. with the intros and then went into the first skit that everyone was laughing about. And so the goal was to push that, pretty much have that going throughout the entire night, which I think we did a really good job of. Yeah, I mean, I think that the idea for me was it's about payoff of all the inside jokes we've sure. created over the last year. You know, and you can look through all the different sections and it's just like, it all makes sense right. for the people that are there. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for anybody else, but that doesn't matter yeah. because the fact that it makes sense to everyone else makes it make sense where it's like it validates it it's just like oh well someone thinks this is funny so it obviously is funny like the security guards there had no idea what the fuck was going on mm-hmm. they were so confused they were like blown away that the that everyone was so engaged and even when we were doing the meet and greets and stuff they're like why do people like these guys yeah, and yeah. i'm like i don't know we don't know either <laughs> but yeah, oh, we, yeah. And, to, and to the audience's credit you guys got a lot of nice compliments from the security guards who were like you have some of the most like the nicest most courteous fans of any any act we've ever seen come through these doors, he was like, mm. people were like self policing. Yeah, like someone would try to go, and another another one of the best friends was like, no, you can't go up there. You don't have that's for family only. Right, right. right. And and the security guards are like, what the fuck is well, happening right now? That was the biggest thing for the best friends is for, in terms of seals seals of approval for me was mom my mom my mom came right and like uh, when we were backstage because for the first night we didn't want to come out early we wanted to be locked off or whatever to be in the right headspace get the crowd into the right fervor or whatever so mom you know went down and walked the merch line introduced herself to everybody went outside took photos with fans who were waiting in line and then continued to do that throughout the weekend but every time she would at, we'd go to dinner or whatever or breakfast before or after something she'd be like and they were every, these boys kept coming up to me and telling me you changed their lives and you got them through this and da 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 I'm like yeah that tends to be the way. She's like, right. hey, this is amazing. You have made an amazing community. They are amazing kids. They are amazing people. I was like, I know, mom. I know. They're really cool. They really are. Um, they really are. It, and it's and it's crazy to think. We So we do the rehearsals, right? Everything goes fairly well. We tech a couple other things out. Um, everyone showed up on time. Um, we were able to tech all, all, all the acts out, do, do tone stuff, which is a little more intricate a couple more times. And then the show starts and I start getting nervous, right? So seven o'clock the doors open for VIP and they get to come in a half hour early and, and the merch is all set up, look and fly. Um, and I'm like, I can't fly. wait for people to attack this. And I'm getting nervous at this point because I'm like, okay, this is a lot of moving parts and we've worked really hard to make sure the show comes off. And again, there, we strike that balance of, I want everything to look and feel seamless, even though it's going to be chaos, right? Like what we do, I always wanted to, 
like I want to keep some level of professionalism to what we do, but also not lose that level of who we are, which is really kind of like tongue in cheek. And I was, I was even talking to Matt and he was like, I had a bunch of questions for you. I was like, well, why didn't we give you a mic? We should have given you the Kevin mic and you could have interrupted the show whenever the hell you want. And we're like, yeah, what's yeah. going on? And he's like, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. It's what we do. Yeah. You know, that would have been funny. That would have just been an added dimension, even though kids would have been screwing with you the entire time. Um, but the show starts to start. Well, the show starts rather. Birdie comes out, does his thing. I'm, I'm listening to him like he's killing. I'm getting nervous because this is a tough act to follow. It's got to be good. Then the intro start. And I'm like, oh, man, this is like this has been a long time to make. We're already tired because we've already worked the entire week leading up to this. And then I've already been there since like 930 and we've rehearsed and my energy level is getting low. And I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be tough. It's going to be hard to get through. And then my intro starts and I come out to Queen um, to Queen and I look. And the first person that I, I saw was Ski Bike Mike. <laughs> and I was Snow like, bike Mike. Snow Bike Mike. And I was like, ah, oh, like Mike, and that's Daryl. And I'm like, oh wait, that's Kaylee. Oh, and I'm like, oh, sh- I know all these people, right? And I got for that from that point on, I was like, I'm not nervous anymore. Yeah, we good. It was like we good because I looked out. I'm like, wait a minute, these are all people that I've met and hung out with on multiple occasions. And I I actually started thinking, I'm like, and then I realized all the people in the balcony were just people that I've my friends and, and family that I've known since either my entire life or since I got into the industry. And I'm like, oh wait, we're just gonna go show off and like be goofballs for our friends right now. Yeah, that's all the show is. Mm-hmm. That's it. Colin, was that the same for you? Because backstage, you were nervous. Yeah, I, uncharacteristically. I, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was telling Greg. Greg and I were together. Um, we usually are before we. No, I don't like it when you touch my. I kind of actually do like it when you I touch my arms. Um, we were together and just talking like right when everything was kind of like maybe four or five, six minutes before the show began. And I was like, the way I feel right now reminds me of when I used to play hockey. Um, because I used to get really nervous before like big games. And I don't really get nervous anymore for anything. Like when we do our PAX panels or we do our panel at PSX even or whatever, I'm like, I don't care. Like it's, it's, this is easy. We've been doing this for years. Like right. I literally don't even think about it at all. I just go on stage and then we talk and when they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for kind of funny live, it was just, it was very manageable. There wasn't much to remember like, with the exception. I remember last year vaguely that the only thing I was really worried about was like the, the debate in the beginning, but we got through that. We, we were able to rehearse that multiple times with Troy and, um, so I was fine, but I never really, because my mom was here and because I'm just dealing with a bunch of shit, like all the time that I, I just never really stopped to think that we actually have to do the show, you know, because I haven't, I right. hadn't really been in it. So it was like, all right, we're rehearsing. This is fine. The dance number is easy, blah, 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 blah. But then like the closer it got when, we're, when people were fin- finally in, they're like chanting names. It sounds like the fucking Roman Coliseum out there. I was like, yeah, we like, we actually have to do this and I need to make sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so uh, but my nerves dissipated pretty quickly. Like uh, what, what I realized was, especially after we did the the aerobics routine, which was you know very straightforward and just just takes a little bit of rhythm and you know it's silly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but I I was uh, super heartened by the response. I mean, when I walked out, I couldn't even see the crowd. The lights were so bright, and you know, I just like kind of just walked out slowly and kind of just like pretended like I was surprised that anyone was there, basically. And uh, walked down the catwalk and everyone was like kind of grabbing at me and stuff. And I was like, it was like, it's kind of a cool moment. You got to kind of take this kind of thing in and people chanting my name. And stuff like that it was just kind of neat, you know, like, cause I, cause I don't, cause I really don't <laughs> like your statement of the year. Cause I really don't like, I really don't like the limelight. I really don't want it. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. an honest thing. Like, I, I think it's nice, you know, like I, I'm super honored and humbled by it, but like, I'm fine if like people just enjoy the content they don't have to, you know, they're not getting stopped on the streets or whatever. That's totally fine. I'd be fine with that for the rest of my life. I just want people to enjoy what we do. It's I don't want it to be like really about the reception of me. I want it to be reception about our product and about all of us. So like that kind of thing is very rare for me where I'm like, I should just enjoy this and like kind of soak it in a little bit. Um, and so I did. And I think that the the dance number after all of our introductions was fun. And 
Um, you know, the lip the lip sync battle was fun. Performing with Ran was fun. Um, you so, killed that rap first. Yes, yeah, I can't. I still haven't found it. I, I so many people have put up clips and Instagrams and periscopes. I keep looking through them trying to. I want to see it in context of when you bust out and do because I know even you put up an Instagram about it or whatever yeah. or a Facebook video but I want to see yeah, it I was happy. Like, in full yeah, yeah it was just a cool moment because I'm such a huge Mega Man fan and I've been for a long time and um, I really love the song Wiley because it tells the story of Mega Man and um, you always say better than most of the game yeah do. most of the game I mean it puts the story together in a co- more coherent way about how Wiley and Light made these robots together and Wiley betrays Light and because he doesn't get any of the credit for the robots and how he repro- my verse is all about how he reprograms the, the robots and Leaves he thinks rock and roll, who are Mega Man and Roll, are, are useless robots, and just leaves them there. And meanwhile, he could have reprogrammed them from the beginning and saved himself all this trouble, um, which is you know an interesting kind of. That's why Mega Man's story is so interesting to me because there's way more to it than people think. If they just have Capcom doesn't explore it, um, but yeah, I thought that the verse was cool, and and I tried to uh, with that particular thing. I just tried to um, you know, Rand was nice enough. I was like, I really like that particular verse. Can I, you know, can I do it? And he's like, you can just do it yourself, like as long as you want. So I'm like, I'll do it up to this line. You can jump back in. And we just rehearsed it once, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed to be a little bit louder, and so I was when we were performed. I think, and uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, I tried to, you know, just stay. I wanted the crowd to think that I was just going to be a hype man, so I tried to stay in the back and just kind of walk around and stuff. And then after the first chorus, um, he's like, you know, you want to take the verse, whatever. And I just point like, you know, like me. You talking to me? And then I just walk on the catwalk and, and rap. Um, and it was it was fun. I, I wanted to be like nonchalant about it and surprise people. Um, and so that was it worked. So yeah, that was <laughs> so that was certainly a highlight of like yeah. of a lot for me. Like that was a highlight well beyond kind of funny life too because I I've, I'm I think a lot of our fans. I'm a huge hip hop fan and I love rap and I love rapping and I think it's fun. Um, I think it's a great genre of music. I think it's very artful. And I think it's very poetic and um, it was cool to be able to like do that in front of a crowd of 1,200 people. Most rappers will never get to do anything in front of a crowd of 1,200 people. So me being just a schmuck that didn't even write the song and just gets to steal his lyrics, a pretty cool moment for me. So pretty good gig. So I just I, I do think it was such a it was such a cool thing where I just I loved um, the response and I was heartened by it. Like I said, and I was really happy, especially for Nick and Tim because I know how much work went into it right. or whatever. And uh, but I was also really happy for the crowd. And one of the things I tried to reiterate was that I hope that people really took it in amongst themselves as well. That. It was more about what was not so much about what was going on on stage as much as about being around each other and um, kind of feeling that the vibe that we put out as a company and um, to so see it was, them all it was super cool. They yeah, all I loved it. I loved this it. time and I've talked about it, you know, a few times. I don't think on camera, but like in the fact that, that there were the community events and we didn't have to set any of that up. You guys knew to go do it yourselves. You'd look at these events. There's 150 people running around like you know Pier 39 or whatever. Like holy <laughs> shit, way to go do that. That's and so even fun. the people who weren't that group, they were the ones that. All right, run into each other somewhere mm-hmm. else and go off in these smaller groups and go be a part of that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like my mom asked me, I think uh, after Sunday at dinner, like, yeah, you know, what was what was your favorite point, memory or whatever from it, or what was your favorite part of kind of funny life too? And that was the problem. I think it's a you know a feather in the cap of Tim in terms of like the whole show is a highlight reel. You know what I mean? There was no dip in it because every the way you programmed it was that everything was awesome. And for mm-hmm. me, it was all the. It was moments. My favorite moments are the moments involving you guys and watching you guys do it, and the rap for Colin, Tim, the crowd surfing working. Obviously, Kevin proposing, Kevin proposing, and Nick being. I've talked. I've told this. Nick and I on the side. Kevin's proposing. Tim's behind him crying, and like it's like she said yes, and the balloons drop on our side, and then Nick and I can just see the other balloon drop and people yanking on this thing and them not coming down at all, and like you're so happy because it's all it's the end of kind of funny live too. Everything's gone perfectly, and Nick's like, you see that? I'm like, yeah. And you start to go, Tim, and I'm like, don't do it, don't ruin it for him, don't, don't. I know. Don't see, I love it, it. and, it, and here's my drop. thing: they, they, they did drop, and it was totally fine. And then I got a fucking awesome picture because Sean Finnegan had time to come up, and now there's balloons everywhere. Yep. And I'm like, great. 
I'm glad we had backup balloon drop. It worked out great. Everything was fantastic on that. But that, I mean, Nick's insane entrance. Like that, there's, for Nick, it's the, like, for me, Kind of funny live too for Nick is encapsulated in that one photo where he's like, eh, yeah, coming down and slapping all the hands. I'm like, damn, that yeah, looks fucking Yeah, you can't see. Awesome. I was fu- I was air guitaring as hard no, no, as I saw. Possible I've watched. I've watched a bunch of the behind my the pelvis stuff. at. Yeah. Uh, I think Amy Gills. Yeah, so she was right there. It was hilarious. There's a I was reason like, she deleted her. Picture. Amy Gills right there. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah, that was fun. That was a good moment. Like just hearing crowds, you know, having Bernie introduce me and hearing the crowd just yeah. scream. Got me re-energized. Well, that was the thing being backstage before we started where it was, um, we, you know, we're out there and we're in it all day in this giant empty room. And there is that for me, at least just like, all right, we're expecting a thousand people. Like, what does that look like in this space? Does it, is it to the back? Is it everywhere? And then like being in the backstage, backstage and Grimecraft playing or whatever and looking at your, I was on my phone nonstop on every, on the hashtag and seeing it like progressively get more and more filled until somebody, I was talking to, I don't know who, and then I came back to look at my phone and somebody had put up a video of it from the balcony it might have been Andrea Renee and it was just this whole room like jumping in a wave or whatever and I was like that's oh is that that's us that's yeah. us and I was like oh shit the room is filled that is totally dude filled. I mean what's crazy about it so Macklemore was performing at the Bill Graham Theater which is a 7,000 person venue mm-hmm. literally two blocks down and when I was scrolling through my Instagram feed it's all my friends posting kind of funny live and then Macklemore comes up could not tell the difference between yeah. like they just looked the same and I'm like damn like we out you <laughs> I do want we we, we you. I do want to email Tim mm-hmm. I failed you yes I reached out to Macklemore and his oh people and see if there was any way to get them to come early or that do been anything amazing. and they couldn't do it see, even that would have been too much yeah. you know I mean that's the, the that I mean would have been great because the show all it is is too much yeah like it was just too much too much too much we could have cut half of it and everyone would have had a great time right. no screw that shit man like we'll figure out next year next year that's been right. like my whole motto with it I, oh. Oh, kind of funny life three we'll figure it out i'm kind sure. of funny life yeah, three i, fear, I, I want the rock you. i'm getting the rock That's that the is goal. my goal now That's can you goal. if you get the rock could you also t- talk him into bringing zach efron I'll, that t- I'll work on it i'll see does can it, they just wear the the baywatch outfits so i can look at zach efron okay, without a shirt now you're, you see you're working against go, this game the rock give no. just a I, uh, little bit of a touch i will say i will say two things that i walked away from that i think are important that has nothing to do with anything we did on stage i think which is number one. Um, I'm always, I always kind of mar. I, I'm, I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to. Uh, I think would say even very ignorant when it comes to the production. And so, it's really remarkable how much work goes into. And I'm not even talking about you guys necessarily, although obviously you put a lot of work in. But just the actual material and uh, labor work that goes into stagecraft, I guess you would call it. So like sure. the the idea of like a, a lighting guy and and there's just scaffolds going up and there's like a lot of like very precise measurements in terms of you know where things go and how things are executed stuff. So it's actually super impressive and it makes me feel stupid um, when I see it because I'm like I have no idea how any of this is even done or put together. And so I think that's a quite like so to your, to Matt's credit um, and to his and to his team's credit, it's a really quite marvelous kind of thing that he's able to put together. I think that's that's way that would be way overwhelming for me even if I knew what I was doing to do. Um, and the second thing is, is that I just think it's really cool that, you know, it seems like the response to it was largely, if not entire, almost entirely positive, um, both from the people that were there and the people that weren't there. And I think it's really cool that so many people came, um, from all around, uh, these great United States and also from, from the, around the world and, um, that they felt like they had like gotten value out of it. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, I know tickets were a little expensive. I know San Francisco is, San Francisco is one of the most expensive cities in the entire world. Um, so, um, I know that it's not an easy place to be and I know it's not an easy place to exist and you have to make some sacrifices if you're kind of tight on money and all that kind of stuff and I totally get that and you're flying from Ireland, you're flying from England, you're flying from Australia. I mean, it's, you know, you get to come to the US and have a little vacation. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed it. But I thought it was really cool that people came, that people enjoyed, that we conquered uh, the show and that, you know, people left satisfied. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that the, it, it's it's not really word of mouth because it's the Internet. So I think it's more word uh, like it's more like a, just a, a kind of a, a viral thing. Like expectations for kind of funny live three are going to be huge. And uh, this is I, think, I, think the, I think the show is going to be way bigger um, and broader. And uh, I just hope that we can we can and by we I mean Tim and Nick can. Um, you know, do something that's comparable again. And I told, and, and since I know that they can, I'm really interested to see like the war of escalation. And the one thing I was saying was, it's already, it's already um, started. Well, that's why, that's why we're already I, talking about it. That's, today. that's <laughs> how we describe kind of funny live too. And people were like, well, I was like, it was, that the show within like a microcosm of the show really was a war of escalation. The entire thing from beginning to end, it just got crazier and zanier. And that's what I was explaining to people. I was like, it's just a zanier show. It's just a sillier show. Yeah. Um, and, and a grander show. But I was talking to Greg before the show where I'm like, well, by the time we get to five, four, five, and six, people are going to be like, well, I liked four better than six and five. I love that, though. Hell yeah. But then I was like, but then I was like, I'm going to be the grumpy, like naughty dog kind of guy. It's been like, well, if five happened before four, you'd say the same thing about four. So, and that, that, um, that's totally, the, that's the best way I think to describe it. And what I think awesome. we looked, a li- we looked past with kind of funny live originally. It's kind of funny live originally. I know we did, you guys did a little bit, but not like we did this time where it was very much like we're throwing this thing for the best friends. Come out, best friends. And we didn't go out of our way to reach out to friends in the industry, you know, other hosts, other personalities we worked with, da 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 da. And so, like, it was our uncharted one of like, oh, people who get this get it and like it. And mm. this was the one where it was like we were smart about it, and like, oh, hey, everyone who's ever been on the Game Over Greggy show, you should come in for this if you want to come. Yeah, in for this. again, IGN like, folks, come over and do this. But even being part of the show, I thought it was cool that like you know all the the guests that we had that there was there's history now. Like we yeah. we've existed long enough that the kind of funny extended fam is a is a real thing yeah so having megaran having tone death these are all people that drucker you know yeah the grimecraft like every single moment there's history and it's like you guys know these people from from one way or another well it's funny because you everybody like well you know andrea or dan reichert or all these different people we had on stage or whatever it's like oh yeah they're our friends this is how it works i kind of forgot that not everyone is friends with cisco Cause like when you were like, we're going to get Cisco for the lip sync battle and then I'll do the Pokemon sing along. I was like, Oh, that's really cool. I haven't seen Cisco in a long time. That'll be fun. Yeah. And totally. It, I chalked it up to the same way of like, Oh, Dan Reichert's going to be on the, you know, thing. My mom wants to yell at him. It was yeah. just like, Oh, yeah. Cisco will be there. Cool. Oh, yeah. And then when I ended the show and went upstairs and like literally every tweet was like, what the fuck? Cisco is singing the Pokemon yeah. thing. And hashtag kind of funny. I was like, oh, Dude, that's oh, a man. big deal. Right. That's, that's abnormal for other people. I'll, I'll say this. I said it, I said it while it was happening. But and I've, I've told multiple people, I'm like, we put on a great show. There was, no, I mean, like we put our heart and soul into it, and it was fucking awesome. And we performed our little asses off out there. But there's us, and then there's Cisco. Yeah. And when Cisco hit the stage, I was like, oh right, that's a professional performer. Like this guy yeah. does this. He was he's a huge performer. He's done this for a living for for like a really long time. Played the crowd like a fiddle. Oh my was god, great with Came his dance out, moves. Like, just flipping, flipping and shit. And I'm like. Like if anyone else had done that, I'd be like, oh my god, he's, I hope he doesn't get hurt. But if it's Cisco, man, he's fine. He does this for a living. Um, and then backstage, when he was gracefully just sort of trying to exit because he was probably tired at that point, having just done a show. In I was Vegas. gonna say, what? well, that's the other thing. So yeah, Cisco, I said this during the show, but he was actually in Vegas doing a Cisco show. Yeah. Hours before Kind of Funny Live, he had to leave that shit as early as possible, get on a flight just to make Kind of Funny Live, and he totally made it work yeah which is awesome um and so but as he was exiting i mean the crowd that was forming around him was getting unruly and it was all of our friends I, I looked over i was like all of our friends and fam- family are freaking out over cisco right now anyone who could get backstage is freaking yeah. out and i started freaking out and i'm like wait i met him before he's a really nice guy he knows me my name and i was like i gotta get my wife and my sister-in-law and see if they want to meet cisco so i like ran over yeah but in the time it took me to wade through the crowd of people 
that were who were all my friends who were like, "Good job." I was like, "I can't. I want to talk to you right now." But Cisco's back there, and I want to see my wife. By the time he got back there, he was already making a great yeah. They, they out had back, to and I was like, "Ah, oh, they had to bounce because they were going to Alabama for another show." Yeah, the next morning. Crazy. Thank you, yeah. Cisco. Hard work. Utter, but, yeah. Utterly insane. But yeah, I mean, I I just the quick recap for everybody for that wasn't there for the show started off with this loading bar where there was a video of just like a, a battery kind of loading up and what blew my mind was i was in the the back dressing room we had it so also we had a documentary crew there will be a documentary about kind of funny live when that comes what that looks like i don't know but shout out to them jay and i don't remember the his other friend guy's name. yeah jay and friend it started with an a it did start with an a uh andre, andre. Yeah, yeah andre andre yeah, and it Andre Agassi. Me. Andre Anyways. Agassi actually stopped playing tennis and came up to shoot our documentary. And real quick, because so many people are watching this wondering, are we putting up kind of yes. Funny Live 2 at some uh, point? I, w- I want to get to that. Okay. So just to answer that stuff, documentary is happening when I don't know. Kind of Funny Live 2 is happening. Kind of Funny Live 2 documentary <laughs> is happening. <laughs> kind of Will li- there be exclusive merch? <laughs> <laughs> the Kind of Funny Live 2 VOD, it, it's going to happen. It This one is last year was so hard to edit this year's going to be 10 times harder right we had like six real cameras shooting this thing so many angles so it's going to be crazy i want to make sure we do it justice there's an added layer of there was a lot of copyrighted music and stuff so we got to make sure that i'm like thinking about youtube not taking it down and all that stuff we'll figure out a way it will be up i'm going to give myself a month timeline on this so just think about it that way there's a whole bunch of fan videos if you have stuff feel free to upload like Spread the word. It's all cool. Pixel Brave. Pixel Brave Shout has a Pixel whole bunch Brave. of awesome, really high quality. It's mainly from the, fa- uh, the of the best friends and the fan perspective, but his kind of funny live day one thing is beautiful and shows a lot of it. Super good. Uh, but the documentary is also angled about the community. Like they interviewed a ton of you guys and it's about the experience of being there for the weekend and, and you know, just kind of meeting a lot of these friends for the first time that you've been friends with for years. So it's pretty cool. Um, the show is going to be utterly insane when it goes up when it does. Loading bar. We're shooting the documentary, and I was the last person to be like interviewed, and it was literally thirty seconds before the show started. And I hear people like going crazy and chanting, saying numbers, and I was like, "Oh shit, are they playing the wrong video?" Because I thought they were playing the countdown video. And he, the, uh, Kevin comes, in, he's like, "No, no, 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 that's the the loading bar video." They're screaming at the percentage it's going up. Yeah, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Sixty five, yeah. sixty six, sixty seven, sixty eight. No, no, sixty nine. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, so uh, that was great. And then once that ended, people were going crazy, and the intro video started. The intro video I worked on until literally four thirty the night before the show, and I'm so happy I did because I'm so proud of that thing. It just was so much work. We had so many friends that gave us videos to put into it. And I made sure that I reached out to all you guys to send me pictures of where you're from, and it's like we did this thing where it's like kind of funny, worldwide, and it like showed it. Hearing the people go crazy for that, I was yeah. just like, yes. Yes. Like the theme for me was it worked. Like every single section that when it happened, I had this like moment where I'm like, it worked. It worked. That's great. It fucking worked exactly how I wanted it to. And, uh, but when the documentary was happening, even like during the loading by hearing people and when the intro video started, I like started crying. And it's all on camera. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, this is just so awesome. And then uh, after the intro video played, Bernie came out and killed it. And then one by one brought us out and did our introductions. Colin went first and was so calling about it and just did it. It was so, it was such a perfect, just like, yeah. Then um, Nick comes out to Queens, Princes of the Universe, and people <clears throat> lost their shit because that's when the video all really kicked in. And like, we got that like shapes and geometric stuff and lights going on and stuff. That was fun. 
People lost their shit. Greg comes out to the Undertaker theme, dressed as the Undertaker, and, and that, the, the that was a really good edit on that video. Going on your, and, your video, I watched somebody's perspective on it today. Finally, from out front. Because I'd seen tons of photos, but when I, I didn't realize that when I came out and then when I turned, there was like the lightning bolt behind me. Yep. And it was like perfect. Yep. Fine, no, that so great. that's the thing is like there was the video wall behind everybody. So when you walk out of the catwalk, it looks like it's behind him. So when I edited the videos, I made sure that like it looked cool. Like when Colin came out, there was like the big Long Island thing behind him. Like it's just so awesome to see the footage of it now. Um, and then once it got to the like the Undertaker music kicked in, it kicked into a remix of the Wonder Woman theme song. Greg rips his clothes off, brings out the sign that says uh, Batman v Superman was a good movie. Yeah. And people went crazy. Crazy, and it's funny because in rehearsals, my prediction was that they were going to boo and I was going to get to flick them all off. <laughs> but everybody cheered. I was like, ah. No, it, well, it's just so, it was so you. Like, that's the thing is they yeah. were cheering for you. It's not so much what that they That was the thing of the like, video today of like everybody likes The Undertaker and it's there. And when I got there and like the music changed, I did like to look around and turn off yeah. the People went nuts. Yeah. Nuts, man. So awesome. And then, so then Bernie, everyone expected uh, you to go last because that makes sense. You're Greg, you know? But when we were talking about you guys, were like, Tim, like you can totally go last. Your intro the best is entrance. <laughs> but the thing about my entrance is I have dreamed of this entrance. Not only, like, I, you could say for my entire life, but literally since 2008, me and Alfredo talked. When I first heard that song, it's a remix of the final countdown. I was like, one day, I'm going to crowd surf to this, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then I fucking did it, and it was awesome. But my favorite part was before I even, before Bernie even, like, said my name, people started chanting, let Tim host. I'm like, this isn't, I was with Kevin, like, in the back, because everyone else came from the front. And uh, when my, my video started, I was like, oh, my God, this is about to be legit. And we bust out and people just start going nuts. We run into the crowd. And like there was the even when it was happening, there was a moment I saw Kevin. He was like, oh, because he gets down and I get on his shoulders and like I go to get up. But I saw there wasn't enough people. So I go down and I saw the panic in Kevin. where He's like, oh, he missed the mount. We're fucked. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I told the people to push forward, get up. And then once I was on, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, this they took to it. I belong. <laughs> and, and from backstage, it looked like they were going to do what I predicted and power bomb you onto the fucking platform. But uh -huh. they got you nope. right to the platform and then spun slowly me. spun you There was one second, one brief second where I was like, of, of fear. Where the, as they were spinning you, some, one of the hands like was the shorter than down the for others, a second. Yeah. And you went. You were, it was smile, 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 fuck, smile, smile. I, don't smile. See, I, don't know. <laughs> I bet the camera picked it up. There was one quick second because it was like. They had to twist you around. Yeah. Because you you were like dick first towards yeah, the stage. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I no, I was head first towards, head first towards the, towards the stage. stage. And then they realized if like someone, like it was just a, like an organizational problem. But they were like, wait a minute, if we put it down like this, we're going to break his neck. <laughs> yeah. So we got to turn it around. And they turned you around. You were like, good, good, good. And then for, there was a dip for a second. And then you stuck the land. Oh, man, it was, it was so awesome. Perfect. And then I came out and shot money guns into the crowd. So I shot custom Let Tim Host dollars with my face on it that Andy Cortez made. And so that was oh, awesome. Oh, you mean Rooster Teeth? Andy. Rooster Teeth. Andy from Rooster Teeth. Yeah, so that was, was great. was like, it's just... It, a superstar. It was a super, was a rock star. So many people taking pictures with him. And I was like, I'm so proud of that There's kid. this... The, I saw one video from the crowd where before we came out, everybody's like excited and cheering and stuff. And then somebody notices it's him up in the balcony. And they spun the camera up. And everybody's like, Andy! Andy! And like, I think it's like I think it's Jeff and Gus are next to him like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome so yeah and then then we're all on the stage and Greg was like you know hey we're gonna start the show with the press conference but you know this doesn't feel right so we went back and we reenacted all of the Colin and Greg live intros mm -hmm. including how did those go over by the way because awesome. I couldn't did they yeah, yeah we loved them yeah it was great okay good so we was that was like, like running back to like put my shoes on we had Colin doing the 20th century Fox recorder fail thing and then we had Greg doing the pizza lawyer we had Nick doing the the Geraldo, Geraldo. Yeah. Um, Kevin was the the giant fish <laughs> 
the the what yeah. the fuck is that? Jay? Is the funniest, Jay. funniest fucking thing we've ever done from my perspective. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. At least you looked great sport. though. You looked great in the water. You did. You looked jacked in the water. <laughs> That's one way to put it. And then it, then it ended with the uh, the aerobics thing where Dave Fenoy redid all of the the voiceover for it. And thank Nick, you, Dave. Nick added green screen of us wearing the the outfits. And so what fun. people wanted the one thing people asked for for kind of funny life was for us to come out in the aerobics. Trevor Starkey said it was his like pie in the sky prediction that we would do. I was like, we got to do it. And that's the other thing because I, I well, we looked at every then, single forum post about what people wanted and I tried to give them as much of that as possible plus way more. Yeah. Uh, but with that, it was so awesome because after it finishes, we all run out get in line and do Nick and his wife's choreographed dance in the, so in the little outfits and people went crazy man they loved that shit that was fun that that was the highlight of the show for me because it was the first time that like I was like I don't know if this is gonna work and it worked yeah and it was great like, all the intros were phenomenal up to that point but like the one thing I was just like okay this is I hope this I hope this has the impact that I want it to have was that moment and it was the I was the first one out and hearing the crowd's reaction to us which was like hushed at first like I can't believe they're doing this I'm a little disgusted by it let's cheer it's kind of how that reaction went and just coming across the stage and then seeing you guys right next to me just feeling like it's fucking it's so ridiculous yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. and it's smiling as we're walking to the front of the stage and then lining up and I'm like this is, they're eating this shit up yeah, I love right. the I love the reaction Tim got when he dabbed yeah, I got it. Because like everybody was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then Tim dabbed, and everyone, wow! Like, yeah, oh, dude, it, it was so much fun. So then we did the we did the aerobics, which led into the press conference, hosted by Jack the Tretton. one and only Jack Tretton, Jackie via video message from this Here. table. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for the record, I mean, people were asking about that because P.S. I love you. Open today with that as well. Like, yeah, I, uh, I emailed Jack Tretton, and I was like, "Hey, I don't know if you remember me. I've interviewed you a few times, and we have this terrible impression, and we're doing this conference, and we'd like to work with you." And he got back within like three minutes. I was like, "Hey, I totally remember you, Greg. Yeah, it sounds like fun." And he was originally going to come, and then he's like, yeah, and I told him the dates, explained to him, he's like, yeah, I'll come, and then another three minutes went by, and he's like, I'm bad at calendars, that's my daughter's graduation from high school, so I can't, but I'll gladly drive way out of my way to come to your spare bedroom to sit there and read off a teleprompter. I was like, awesome, thanks, that's that's cool, thank you very much, and he came, and he was great, and he had fun with it. Dude, talk about a surreal moment in our lives when Jack Tretton is sitting at our at the table, the kitchen table, drinking coffee with us, and just, like, just talking shop. Yeah. I'm like for this me it was like fucking weird when I walked out on the street to let him in like, yeah. and I walked out and he's just walking down the sidewalk up to me hey Greg I'm like hey Jack <laughs> this is bizarre I mean, you, have to, you have to understand the last time I saw Jack Tretton was like E3. that I saw him in person oh, okay. like interviewed him in person was when E3 was in Santa Monica you know when all the stuff was like it was the smaller show sure and I went up to one of the ho- like one of the Lowe's hotel or whatever it was and it was him and like the guard, you know how yeah, they yeah. always had like all the topics. Sony exactly always had the entourage. Yeah, him and he was so nice and so cool. But I was like this, I'm like almost like a little, a little intimidated and scared. And then seeing him just chilling with us, I'm like this is night and day. This is so crazy and cool. But we're talking about a nice guy. Like, he was what awesome. a nice guy. Awesome up for everything. Yeah, God yeah. never asked me to do the impression for him, which I was very pleased about. Probably <laughs> sure, he, <laughs> sure he probably didn't want to hear it. Um, so then, yeah, that kicked off the press conference where we announced Colin was right. A new show coming later this year, which is essentially a conversation with Colin minus Greg. It's just Colin talking to the camera about video game stuff, mm-hmm. and it's going to be written, it's going to be scripted, um, and highly polished, edited stuff. Colin's going to be doing it all himself, and it's going to be awesome. I hope so. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was fun to go out there. I remember. I don't remember. It was kind of a blur, but going out there, and I remember. I think the first thing I said was like, "God, oh, it's fucking hot out here." I also said it's San Francisco, not Long Island, but it'll do something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I just remember being so hot after the, uh, aerobics. the aerobics thing. But it was it was cool, and I wanted to keep it brief. I didn't because we we kind of said it all in the video, and 
hopefully people like it when it goes up. I mean, we said fall 2016. It could be sooner, but I don't I don't know. We have to get through the conventions and yeah. stuff first. Yeah. So that's great. Then I came out and announced that Kind of Funny Doodles, made by Zach Wenzel, which you guys have probably seen on the internet before, he stopped doing them the last couple months for his channel because he's been doing them for our channel to be debuted very soon, as soon as... I'm going to say next week. Oh, By the wow. time this goes up, there should be an episode going up. Because cool. okay, he already cool. has a whole bunch in the can, and it's going to be a weekly show where he animates our, our podcast adventures and yeah. stuff. Um, so shout out to him. He's fucking awesome. Is he doing the sickly raccoon? I'm sure. No, wait, that is on the list. No, I think that's sure. his round of, It's probably our best topic he's, ever. He's editing. Um, Most so that's visually great. impressive. Then then Danny from Ismahawk, Danny Shepard came out. We had him on the Game Over Greggy show before. And one, he was here. We were talking about dream projects. We talked about doing a Power Ranger short. He's now making that Power Rangers versus Voltron, and we showed the first trailer for it. I'm the Blue Ranger, fucking dreams come true. That's awesome. Didn't announce it there, but Greg is going to be one of the Voltron members, so that's pretty damn awesome as well. Danny's so talented. That trailer is awesome, insanely awesome. So that was cool that he came out. Then after that, there was the Uh, animated thing. No, it was me. The PS4. I came out and talked about the PlayStation 4 app that we're working on. We're working on a kind of funny four place, a kind of funny PlayStation 4 app. Will you ever see it? TBD. Nobody knows. Uh, This is like I said on the thing. This is one of the few things in our world that's out of our hands. We're going to finish it. James has been working on it with the talented development team. It's awesome. It has all the latest videos. You can log in with your Kind of Funny account so that if you're watching something on kindoffunny.com, then you can pick up on that. Or if you're watching something on your app or vice versa, it'll all be linked together and you'll be able to comment through it as well. But there's a big process to getting an app on the PlayStation 4, believe it or not. So if we'll actually make it, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't be mean to people. I'll yeah. let you know if you ever have to be mean to people. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's, so that's where that's at. Then Nick came out and announced uh, the kind of funny animated series news. Yeah, so which... we have uh, we have the intro, which is almost ready, uh, but we did do the intro uh, song, the, the the song for the for the first, like, you know, I guess the intro the intro for the for the every... theme song. Are we going to put that? Have we ever talked about Are we going to actually put that in every episode, do yeah, you think? Fuck it. It's yeah, fuck awesome. yeah. it. Um, the theme song is awesome. We worked with uh, Corey McMaster, who is one of the best friends who reached out to us. He does music in professionally in LA and reached out and said, yo, I do this. If you guys want, I would love to do this with you. It sounds fun. Um, and we ended up making it work. Uh, he, you know, to his credit, did an awesome job uh, pulling together an actual live band, writing this in the 80s style. So you guys will see that probably. Um, Dagan's hard at work on it right now. So we'll see it probably by the end of this month, I would imagine. Um, knocking on wood. And then we also, because that one wasn't quite finished, and we felt, I'll be honest, I felt a little, you know, I felt a little bad. I've been feeling a little bad that the animated show's la- slacking a little bit. Not really slacking, but we're always biting off more than we can chew for that. But it's behind schedule. It's a little behind schedule. Um, So we decided to cut a promo for uh the show that the kids watch. So it's the kids' favorite show that they watch in the animated series. Very meta. Called Taco and Bell. About two um incredibly competent detectives we haven't even figured out if they're gonna be private detectives or police detectives it doesn't really matter because those two things are very different so you can see that promo which i imagine are we breaking these all out do you think we'll figure it out we should break we'll that see one out all and the put stuff it at some point because that's amazing fun. yeah i'd love to break that out and put it up as content for the animated show because i think that i think people would enjoy the shit out of that yeah um so that that trailer was fucking hilarious nick edited that and my god i've never laughed harder seeing yeah. seeing a thing because that was fucking so amazing then that uh ended the press conference 
and we had Jack Tredden give another outro, and that was fun. Then we got into the special guest section, and Bernie brought out Mike Drucker. Mike Drucker did a stand-up set, and that was legit and super awesome. And I like that it kind of changed the vibe of the thing. We didn't have that last year, so it was, it was a cool new addition. Mm-hmm. Then we had Mega Ran come out, which was so fucking awesome, because first off, he's so talented. Second off, I feel like that really fits the vibe of our audience, and it just makes sense, and we've had him on the show. There's so much there that just it's just great. He did Avalanche, which is the Final Fantasy VII battle theme song, and it was super tight. And then brought out Colin to do Wiley, and that's just fucking epic, and even more so just making it part of the community, making it a kind of funny thing. Then Bernie introduced the new hip-hop group on the streets, the Internet Explorers, a.k.a. me and Nick. And we got to rap, and that was fun. We did Talk Shit Get Shot, then we did that new shit, the Aerobic Champion remix that Mm -hmm. Tone Def made. That motherfucker, of course, needs to go above and beyond. Like We were just going to do his songs and he's like no 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 and i was like are you just gonna do the uncharted thing you did last year he's like no we did that last year i'm doing some new shit this year i'm gonna take that champion's feet and i'm gonna fucking flip it and then we're gonna rap over yeah it was dope and i'm like hell yeah we are that was so so we did that that was awesome we did the first verse then he came out and that was surreal rapping alongside him i'm like wow this is totally my dream come true and then we did his song that he did last year, Glutton, where everybody gets down and jumps up and goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And oh, I can't wait to see the footage. That, that. was fun. That it's was a thousand people jumping up and going fucking nuts with us in the crowd. That was yet again another example of why we have the best fucking community on the planet. Because my old ass was trying to get off the stage. That was way too high. I'm like, it's so high. And people like carried me down. <laughs> like I was like I was the Persian prince from three hundred. They were just like down to the ground. I was like, thank you. And then they all kind of like escorted me over to the, the tip of the dick. And that was the that was like I told you about it, but I was backstage getting ready for lip sync battle at that point, and I had Bernie out out of my peripheral over here. And all night, even from rehearsals, Bernie was like, this is going to be a great show. You guys are really doing something cool here. And then every time I passed him during the show, he's like, this is awesome. You're This is, oh my God, this is, oh my God. And that one, he was literally mouth agape watching you do that. And he he walked out on stage at one point just to see what the hell was going on because it was such a spectacle of all these people jumping up and tone deaf going crazy and you guys right out there in your light up coats yeah it's fun yeah we had light up oh coats. yeah I t- and what's funny is i didn't remember wearing the coat until i started seeing the pictures of me and, and you in the coat and i was like we are jackasses yeah those coats were ridiculous oh yeah but it was awesome. fucking they fucking were awesome. awesome so then after after the musical guest segment we segued over to the lip sync battle which was like the kind of end of the show mm-hmm. real quick yeah you did skip that we did the game over greggy show and had a whole bunch of our friends come up <laughs> you're right yeah we did that was introed by us doing what the set change we announced we let uh eric and oh shit it was Eric's, Lauren. Eric Lauren yes thank you uh, co-captains for our kind of funny extra life come out and talk or not to come out we put up a video they did uh, telling people to go to kind of funny.com slash extra life join us this year last year we were the 10th overall team raised more than $52,000 or whatever mm-hmm. it was to become the 10th place team out of something insane thousands of teams or whatever that did it so thank you all for that then we did the game over Greggy show had all these guests come out that I don't want to start going down because I'm afraid we'll forget people yeah. but all the Rooster Teeth friends Brian came out Andrea I'm doing it don't go down Brandon Jones Brandon okay. Alfredo we got, I remember we, we okay. got Sean Finnegan from IGN.com we got Alfredo from Alfredo Plays we got Andrea Renee from the internet uh, we got Dan Reichert yeah who um, then got yelled at by my mom from the balcony which was the fucking the breakout the moment of, of my shows. mom dropping a WWE promo on Dan Reichert so talk about how Dan. she likes to ride yeah, yeah I know that yeah. I remember being like oh no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, there was there was a, a slightly sort of hotness to your mom now for me i just want you to know that <laughs> don't worry i see it She's um, talking about, talking about mastering 1200 pounds spanish beasts <laughs> uh brandon jones from easy allies yeah. which was awesome because that wasn't planned like i just grabbed him like 10 minutes oh, nice. before the the show started I'm like dude do you want to do this and he's like hell yeah 
Um, and then we had, yeah, Bruce Green, Adam Kovic, Gus Sirola, Jeff Ramsey, all from Funhouse Achievement Hunter, yeah. Teeth, all that stuff. Um, so that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm happy we did that yep. whole segment. Transitioned out. It was a uh, Carboni and Trish gave us a little fake uh, yes. fake news thing from their new show on the Comic Con Network. News? Is that yeah, what's what news? Called? Yeah, they made an awesome news update, kind of making fun and roasting all of us, and it was really funny. And then yeah, so then we got into lip sync, and Colin and Kevin came out and gave us a thrilling rendition of <laughs> the top that rap from Teen Witch. Yes. Um, then good job, we, Kev. <laughs> yeah, they, you they did a great job, it. Kev. Except uh, for the part where you were not lip syncing when you, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Right? We were all having fun. So then Nick comes out, obviously doing pony, right. with a video message beforehand that everybody needs to get their phone out and and make a selfie video during mm-hmm. it. And oh, the results of that were that was stunning. Fun. I haven't seen any of the actual kids' uh, videos. Rolls, yeah. They're great. They They're great? really good. That's but good. my favorite part of that whole thing was that my middle school and high school mm-hmm. friends, like this whole group of girls that were like the dancers of middle school. Um, reunited hey, to be the producer the seducer dancers, backup dancers, all wearing producer seducer shirts fun. and just booty dancing the little hearts out right behind you. And it was awesome. That was a good time. That was a good time. <laughs> I was uh I saw a few pictures from that. Uh and the 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 just sheer sexiness of it is almost pornographic. Yeah. You guys should all check it out. As soon as I can't wait for that one to go live because yeah, I want to see was, it. That was gold. Um that was great. Then I go do my lip sync, which was thong song. Nope, I went. Oh I was gosh. in the show too. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah. I went and did the Virgin America one. It was fun. I was I was worried at rehearsals because rehearsal I didn't do costume changes. Yeah, and there were some just normies and not our kids, like people who were working the venue, and they were very much like this one's just him running around. Why is this exciting? But then when I got to do the costume changes, run out being more on that. So you, you did like, the Virgin America safety song right. that we've talked about so many damn times in this show. Came out normal, just yep. great regular great great clothes. Uh, had behind me a whole bunch of people dancing, uh, not da- uh, doing the dance in the one of the sections where I covered the people. It was Chloe Dykstra, Dave Fenoy, uh, Grimecraft himself. Mm. Uh, then Anthony and Trish were part of it too. Uh, then yeah, went backstage to do my first costume change while I Justine did the next part of the video. Then I came out dressed as a little Asian girl who's the dancer you all know and love, one of the unsung heroes of the Virgin America song we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Went back, ran away. Kevin Pereira ca- covered the smoking, the no smoking kids thing where he killed himself. Then I came back again dressed as one of the robots. Then and then I tore off all my clothes. And but also there was video of Porty getting the little. Sure, an Easter egg. I talked to everybody about that later. I was like, "Did you guys notice that?" Like, no, I don't. Because oh, <laughs> I was, I, you were dressed in a dress with your nipple hanging out. It turned out the whole time. Yeah, no, that that that'll happen. Then I did my lip sync, which was thong song, and I did it myself for like forty five seconds, the first verse. And then once the chorus hits, it turned into this ridiculous Grimecraft PlayStation remix of thong song. And Cisco and his dancers came flipping out and doing the whole thing. That was surreal. That was awesome. Then after that. We did a Pokemon sing along where everyone sang the Pokemon song, and there was a thousand people singing Pokemon, which was epic, right. including Cisco. And all the backup dancers came back out. It was just like a fun moment, and very telling of who of what demographic and kind of people our audience is. That they do some peeps. of the words to the rest of the songs that came before it, but everyone was singing the fucking Pokemon song. Yeah, no. everyone. That's the only way to go, except for me and Greg. We were like, <laughs> I don't know the words. Yeah, there was that point where, like, where we do the opening, and then Nick and I just look at each other. <laughs> we're like, I don't know. That's all you needed. But uh, then I brought out uh, a huge reveal for myself, which was the giant Pikachu costume right. Right. that we got. I've been on a search for a year to get Nailed that it. thing. We finally found it. Then the Pikachu was all dancing around. Then I took its head off, and it was you made out with Gia, it. which was awesome because then I got to make out with the Pikachu hashtag Giachu and it was great oh Giachu I like that, yeah. I like that um, so that was great and then after that we had 
the the one more thing moment. Yeah, J- Jack Trent was there to do one more thing, mm-hmm. and it turned out that we have a studio now that we've yeah. been sitting on this for what a month now. Thank God we can talk about it. Yeah, so we've we've, we've come close before. So we start talking about things on the show. What what's wrong, Kevin? I almost blew it on Colin and Greg. Oh, did like, you? Yeah, definitely. What'd you say? I did. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I heard it. Thank God. I uh, said something about how I want to get something framed, and I was like, for me, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> So. You know, I, when there was a time when it was like the day before Kind of Funny Live, and uh, you two were doing the show, and I had to call Nick or for something. I don't know. We were on the phone. Oh, yeah, we were doing Kind of Live. Yeah, you guys are, hey, Tim, you're on Kind of Live. I'm like, hey, what's up? Cool, 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 cool. And at some point, I was just like, wait, are we meeting at the new studio or the new office? I was like, are we meeting at the new office? And I was like, Aah! and I was like, okay, Tim, well, I can't really hear you. I don't know what you just said. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, so it's in perfect us fashion, like nothing ever kind of. In life, some things happen the way you plan them. Sometimes you just have to jump on opportunities as as, as they come. And Kevin found this amazing space for us uh, that just happens to kind of tick off all the boxes, right? It's close for you guys. It's close for you guys. It's not much farther for me. Uh, it's enough space that we can, uh, you know, scale up if we need to over the next couple of years. So we decided to, to to take it. But that's been that's kind of been to me the straw that's breaking the camel's Well, that back. was the thing is I felt like for a long time you and Tim were right here on Kind of Funny Live right. and then the studio thing happened and you deviated and he had to kind of do, take yeah, I mean, 90% was, of the work. Tim had to brunt uh, or bear some of the, a lot more of that than I had anticipated because I was hoping to help him out with a lot of the video creation and yeah. stuff like that too. So, um, that was, that was fun sort of figuring out how we're going to pay for all that stuff and then figuring out also like how we were going to start getting all the infrastructure we needed for that, right? Because we need, we want to, we want to do some extra fun stuff at the studio, including sets and, and some some better lighting and stuff. So that's been that's been my long term project for the last couple of weeks or last couple of months, I should say. In addition to kind of funny life too. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad that I'm glad there's really for the rest of the year nothing left, nothing big. It's that done. We all do. the, it's, it's all, all done. done. It's all yeah. done. Super excited that we get our June to ourselves in July. We got no place to go. <laughs> Wait, great. what? Awesome. We have other shows. There's a few dozen to do. Yeah. Jesus yeah. fuck. Yeah. So what is the timeline of moving to the studio? I forgot to ask you that guys that in the production meeting, but I want to try to do it by July, by beginning first week of July. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really great. If I can. So September. I've got almost all the, all the equipment that I, that I, I mean, potentially, yeah, but I mean, Matt's working on the designs this week for the studio. What's so exciting about it and why I don't care is that we're building it from the ground up. And that was a discussion we had of we should move early. And it was like, no, I don't want to do like what we're doing here where we're like retrofitting this room while we're in it to make it Mm -hmm. what we wanted. I'm very excited that you and Kevin can finally have the studio you've always talked about and like what you want it to look and how you want it to work and watching you build it piece by piece right now with whether it's the bringing in an electrician actually put in plugs that we would need and where they right. should be rather than this house where it's like is the wall grounded we're getting shot. i don't know <laughs> fuck yeah. it let's yeah. just keep going yeah that's been really fun it's been really fun for kevin also kevin's been like awesome at it just kind of managing all this i've, I've discovered Ooh. a lot of things about kevin's kevin uh <laughs> kevin is an awesome negotiator like i don't know what it is if people are like i this thing's gonna cost like 500 bucks i'm like great kevin's like stop nick is it is it going to cost five hundred dollars? The guy's like, oh, I guess I can get it done for hundred. His charisma is so high. No, he just like he just has that like that that wheeler dealer kind of mindset when he goes into these things. Where I'm just like, let's get the job done. And Kevin's like, no, I got this. And he'll just he'll get he got some dude down that was doing some gate work for us. The guy was like, it's going to be twelve hundred dollars. And Kevin's like, no, no, you got to do better than that. And the guy's like, five hundred. And Kevin's like, I'm going to think about that. The guy's like, okay, three fifty. It was like ridiculous. I'm like, what do you? How do you do this? <laughs> This is ridiculous. It's, it's totally that, that, that bargaining that mentality is awesome. So Kevin's been great. But that happened. Studio announcement. Yes. And then and that's then a, a one, perfect segue, actually. So Kevin, in addition to working on the show or on the um, the new 
office so much and he's been killing that kevin also obviously helped me every step of the way with kind of funny live whether it was props making sure we had thongs to get iron things on gia had to iron so many smileys on the thongs because i threw thongs out during the thong song obviously um but like the pikachu costume and everything kevin was right there making sure all this shit happened um so then he had his little moment during the show which was proposing to one paula gallagher soon to be paula coelho i don't know how that works but yeah sounds great or kevin gallagher kevin gallagher kevin coelho dash gallagher 2016 <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh but that was a amazing moment like that was the only we knew once we were at an outback when we went to outback a couple weeks ago was when kevin brought it up to us no the, i told somebody this you no know, it actually how it went was me and kevin were in the car to outback and i was reading uh twilight zone comic your brother had left in there <laughs> and kevin's like oh kind of fun i was gonna be so great but he's like man i wish i had worked out the timing to propose to uh, paula there and then literally and i was like yeah that would have sucked i mean he's like yeah and then we got there and we walked in he's like i want to propose to i was like what happened you said the timing like i'll yeah, make it work i'll make it that, happen from that moment from kevin being like i think i might want to do it and i was like this is happening we're ending the show that way it's gonna be awesome and it's it happening awesome kevin it is, is happening kevin is- Kevin's engagement. It is happening. <laughs> Will there be exclusive merch at the wedding? <laughs> Guarantee it. Will Kevin fall through the cake? But, I'll tell yeah. you one thing right now, Kevin. <laughs> Sweat through it. If you wanted to, we could make we could sell tickets to your wedding and make your money back on it. Make a little profit for ourselves. I was gonna say, wait, wait, where is it? Where is it for us? Yeah, yeah exactly. Then we can sweet live stream it, pay per view live stream. A little mm-hmm. come for me and Lola. The Gallagher mm-hmm. Coelho wedding. Mm-hmm. Coelho Gallagher. We'll have to work on it. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make her hyphenate her last name. So she can oh, be my hyphenate. Hello. <laughs> It was awesome. But yeah, so that was kind of funny live, and I'm really, really, really excited about it. I can't wait to see the video. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to get it all edited together. We'll get it at some point. Please be patient. It will come. Now, it's important to point out, we're going to stop there, Mm -hmm. but there was a day two. (laughs) That was all about one day of kind of funny live, which we are breaking into two topics. I think we're breaking into three at this point. It's like over an hour long. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, if you want, yeah, I was going to say. There's a clean two, the recap. Exactly. I was there. I'm with you. I I got the idea. I got the content. But then day two is all about autographs. And not not to forget uh, Smash on stage. Yeah, we did. So there was dude soup. Um, the Funhouse Achievement Hunter podcast that we yeah. did Rooster Teeth Cross kind of funny podcast they look great we'll also upload those you'll see those and we play some those fun. on the huge screen 8 player with the fans and that was fucking awesome, that was awesome. Yeah. And thank you all for hanging out thank you all for doing that thank you for coming to Kind of Funny Live for being an awesome audience for being cool with everything that happened there whether it was okay oh I didn't realize I was going to stand or oh I didn't know there was a line to get autographs or this or like how fast everything had to move you were all great we love you very very much Nick yes what's your topic What's scarier, oh, a very large herd of small feral cats, yeah, or a kind of medium-sized mountain lion? How You're many cats? The, I'm talking. This, you can't see the end of them. Well, Jesus Christ! Well, I mean, that's that's obviously yeah. scarier. Cats are so? scary. I mean, even one cat's like kind of. I don't trust them. You know, but they're, but they're wild cats. But you don't know if they're going to attack you or not. Whereas the mountain lion, I feel like you is you know you see the mountain lion. He's he's he smelled you about six miles out mm. and has been stalking you ever since. Mm. So he's coming after you. You're gonna you're gonna have to fight the mountain lion. Whereas the cats might just carry you home. Mm. You know what no, I mean? No, probably they, they might probably crowd won't surf do that. you home like Tim does. No, every I, day I'm, now. I'm into that. That's an interesting proposition. I've never heard this before. It's usually the hamster-sized rhino or the rhino-sized hamster, <laughs> which I think is a bit more of a See, I was, yeah, I was conundrum. Heard, for me, it was always <laughs> duck-sized or yeah, duck-sized horses or a horse-sized duck. Can't say I ever had ever had this kind of particular conversation. Before. I never. You talk either. to people though. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I would say that. I mean, like I'm I'm saying feral cats is well. It's what what it's what I'm. What's scarier? The mountain lion. 
Yeah. Mountain lions have a taste. What would you rather encounter in the wild? I would rather encounter the feral cats because I have a fighting chance. Yeah. I don't think I have a fight because like you're saying how big was the mountain lion again? I'm saying it's medium uh, size. What does that mean? I'll say it's roughly three times the size of Portillo. Oh. Wait, so that's like a small. Because mountain lions aren't huge. Maybe I'm talking like maybe I mean the feral cats are categorically scarier. Maybe this big. I could probably take the fucking mountain lion if it's that big. this table. I don't know. Could you? The jaws and the PSI on them. I mean, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm getting, I'm getting by any of yeah, them. Yeah, I'm down. No matter what, I'm down. So there's a question. Do I want a quick death mountain lion? Or do I want to like, you a know. death by a thousand scratches. Yeah. Or See, whatever that like weird bacteria is that cats. The cat, cat scratch, scratch fever. fever. Cat scratch fever. My father got that from our cat in the early 90s. Yeah. I was really hoping you say Ted Nugent. Snap its neck. Yeah. My dad after that was like, no more cats. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I would be too. I mean, I'm going to go with the feral cats. There's worse ways to go than drowning in pussy. Oh, Jesus Christ. But a lot, but I'm sorry, a lot of pussy versus Older. one giant pussy. <laughs> I don't want, yeah, no, that's, that's I don't think you could wrestle down. I mean, even if three size, I mean, is that big. It's like a three size, the mountain lion still is going to be able to really no, fuck I'd you fuck up. He's got yeah. claws. Yeah. I'd he's got up. claws and jaws. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. How, what's your, what, you, mountain lion comes at you. What, you see, what, what's the move? I leap over the mountain lion in a, in a, in a tumble. Call it leaps. So I leap over the mountain lion in a tumble. Yeah. And then I quickly When you say tumble, what, you're somersaulting? Yeah, I'm somersaulting He's over the mountain line as he is, jumps at me. And so Into he lands, roll. and then I quickly turn around and grab him. You know, I, you have to grab him from the back. You have to you're grab him his like, hind legs. Or no, tail. no. I'm going to jump on his back, and I'm okay. going to try to put him in a headlock. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Up. That's definitely how you, you got to go. Scruff of the neck, yeah. and then up underneath the jaw. For now, sure. as a, a lot of grabbing cats by the scruff of the neck, even mountain lions perhaps could make it, you know, tranquil. It would just do the whole, whoa. Whoa, I didn't realize you're my mom. I didn't realize you were in charge around here. I could do that to the feral cats, but there would be too many of them. See with the handle. feral cats, I feel like, and like you're saying, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. I mean, well, you see alley junkyard cats most of the time; they just like run Heathcliff? away from you. They leave you alone. Sure, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, um, but there's a lot of them, and they might be hungry. Sure, but I, you know, I don't think they're going to go after something like you're as big as you. Though. I mean, I, I, I don't like the idea of an endless. I think there needs to be a number to them personally. Two hundred. Jesus, two hundred. Let's go one hundred. Fine, one hundred. I mean, 200 is a lot. I, in my head, the story's going this way. I'm like bebopping, scatting down the road. I'm enjoying right. myself. Sure. I turn down an alley and I turn, turn. The door slams behind me somehow. I can't go back anymore. Right. And I look down and I see, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see on the other side freedom. But yeah, then there's just 200 cats there, right? right. Feral, apparently. Yeah. And like, I, t- I mean, I, and you're like, maybe they're going to crowd through a few home. I'm not taking the chance. Right. I back up against the wall and then just fucking full just on, it right. fucking full on flash run. And I'm trying to hit them. I'm trying oh, to take trying out to a bunch at least. just to let them know, like I am not here to fuck around. You might instigate them though. I know that's the risk I'm taking though. That's you the could risk carefully I'm taking. walk through them. And no, no, no. Because I'm also worried about fleas and ticks. Or you just be like, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's a possibility. These are cats. Yeah. Okay. There, there's a possibility their fight or flight mechanism might. Kick in and it's more on the flight. Now, I'll flight, give you the you first stop, and they all just scat, gone. They're gone. You know, or sure. you hit that and they go. They do this and, the cat, and they just all start doing. They do like the Halloween legs. cat thing. Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't want to fuck with that all guy. Right. <laughs> I want to throw a little uh, a twist into this. Sure. All right, we're talking same numbers. Let's keep the two hundred. Okay. Two hundred feral 200 cats, cats. One medium sized mountain lion. Yeah. Medium to small size. We're adding all of us. It's versus all of us. Okay. Okay. How do, who, how is do we Kevin with this? us? No, no, no. Because Kevin, Kevin would handle either situation fine. Yeah, we don't need that. We need us, motherfuckers. Real quick, Kevin went. What is that? Why does he just pop out your somebody's legs? What'd you do there? Oh, okay. So you, we have all the tools at our disposal. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
all four of us? Mm-hmm. I would say then, yeah, I want the mountain lion probably. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. the mountain lion, I'm quest. I'm sorry, I scratched you. You're gonna die of Greg scratch fever. Uh, I, I, I think you might. Ha- you're gonna get really fucked up. I feel like with the mountain lion, and then you get the bacteria in your wounds and stuff. It's gonna be bad. But I feel like enough of us. One of Nick's distracting him. Nick's doing the print scream. It's just like the animated series. <laughs> and then it is, yeah. Like we all go over there and do the Dan Riker elbow drop on this distracted cat, and that fucking thing's got I'm broken ribs. Punching rib. it in its face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Punching it in its face. That's my. That's my dream. To do to a mountain lion, actually. Are we in the tunnel like Greg was talking about? Because good point. Oh, that's a really tunnel, good that, point. That changes things. Like four if, of us, like so, uh, shoulder to shoulder, four of us. A phalanx. That's what you want to do. You want to. Well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I, you're go. You're yes, correct. But I'm saying it's the four of us, and like that's how wide the alley is. Mm-hmm. Brick walls on both sides, but we're in shoulder to shoulder. Because we could, we could, mountain lion we right could there. just approach it in a phalanx and just dare it to come at us. We could. Just like do we have shields in this phalanx? No. No, we just have our ourselves. Yeah, so what? We just take our pants off. I throw once them over re- our arms. I'm what sure we? we all remember when Mister Mixie. I'm just gonna say because I can never pronounce his name. Back in the old, you know, Tim, follow me on this one pre-New 52 Superman era, right? Mm. And it was when Red Kryptonite made its debut in that. Of course, this is post-crisis, so we, we, mm. we knew of Red Kryptonite beforehand, but this is the first time it's interesting. When Superman didn't have his powers and had to ride the subway, he, there was a giant rat. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. There was this giant rat. And what Clark Kent did was, of course, being a hero, he knew he had to stop it, so he wrapped his suit coat around his arm and was ready to get fucked up by it. But then at the last second, Guardian stepped in and stopped it. But that would also be a thing we might want to do. Are you wearing your Are you wearing your leather coat? Are you fi- all right? So no, then, when we did. see it, and then, then you have to be tip of the sword. You have to wrap it around. Okay. So the lion's gonna do on that deal, oh, and then we are gonna have to climb over you or run around you, and right. just start fucking punching. I mean, I'm probably not gonna be that guy, but like, what I'd if we it, what if it. we each grabbed one of his legs and tried to just how are we getting to the back? Him? How oh, are we getting quarter, the back? We could draw and quarter him. I'm gonna tell you this: <laughs> one of us, if we go up against the mountain lion, one of us isn't coming back. One just of us one? is getting fucked up. I At feel least. like it's like a domino effect. If once one's done, we're done. Because mountain once lions, we see the inside of Tim, we're not yeah, going to want to keep fighting. Remember, mountain lions aren't dogs. Okay? Like, dogs <laughs> don't have... Mountain lions pounce. Like, they jump really fucking high into the air. So the second we get within six feet of these fucking things, uh-huh. he's going to be on one of us. Yeah. He will have... He will rear back. That's why I'm boom, saying. He takes Colin out. Uh-huh. Just Colin's done. Now, we have a choice at this point. We could be ride or die, or we can just bolt. We're ride... We're not die. We're not. We can't leave anyone just, behind. But, this, but, Colin, but Colin's done at this point. This thing is eating Colin's like lower colon out. Like no, it's he's just not fucking done gutting at this it. Point. It's well, razor blade. I like this idea though. We got it. We got to make sure that it's Colin that gets eaten first, because then with the uh, um, the event horizon, it'll take a while. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, it could actually, but how right long? In. No one knows because no one. Knows. I can calculate that time. Yeah, span. Also, slow down time. Yeah. Be very careful. Yeah. Miller's planet and event horizon. The two Miller's planets down there are gonna. You have suck to this thing. Look, you have to. You want to look at it like a like an old turn based role playing game. You can lose one or two party members, but yeah. you want to make sure that you're doing enough damage to 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 justify the loss of the party members so you don't have any phoenix mm-hmm. downs, no yeah. elixirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I can do just even 10 or 15% damage to this thing before it's before I go down, then that could be an advantage to you guys. Right. And you only have to deal with 80, 85%, you know, of the health of the mountain lion with three of you left, mm-hmm. you know, and then say another person falls at 60% and it's 60% of, of someone wounded mountain lion with two of you left at full health. I mean, I'm saying, but know. I mean like, that's the same thing. That's why we use the leather coat. It bites on the leather coat. That person's going down. Yes, you're going to get scratched up in the face. But while this is happening, that's when we all run in and we are grabbing legs and stuff and pulling. I'm fucking pinching and we're just dropping elbows. We're doing whatever we got to do. To the point. Does it have balls? I'm fucking punching it right there. (laughs) To the point. I mean, we could all grab a limb and draw and quarter it. 
manually. But that's but we aren't very gonna medieval. Ha- we are gonna have four people at that point. But you could someone could still take the back legs and the other person could t- take the front. Okay. The other two okay. could take the front. Okay. Okay. Do mountain lions have See, tails? Yeah. Yes. Just, we can Mario sixty four. We could. Grab him. Oh, well, there's not enough room in this thing. <laughs> See, I think oh, I think we'd be better off. <laughs> I think we'd be better. I think the mountain lion's taking at least two of us out. No and way. The other two are, are barely escaping. There's no lives. way it takes two of us out. I One of us, yes, but it's got to be. It's got to be that thing of like the problem is we would have already had to have this conversation. Yeah, we are having it now. Alley door. I know. Alley door slams. <laughs> we see it. Tim, give me your coat. Wrap it around, and then it's like, do not fucking forget to attack. It's gonna be bad, and then it's on me, and I'm down, and then you guys have to swoop in right away. You yeah, do it but, that way, okay? Then, cause then Colin is right on his back, and he's choking it, and you're fucking doing your Tai Chi stuff to it. Yeah, I'm definitely shadow boxing, slowly doing a kata by it to hopefully like, harmonize its energy with mine, so we can both just relax and have fix a conversation. its chi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mountain no. lions are one of the smartest animals. Like they, you know, there's humans, dolphins, mountain lions. You're making that. They up. know straight to go for the throat, though. So we got to be careful. We got to. Well, that's just the law of the jungle, yeah. Like but that. that's why you have the coat. The coat mm. again. The throat guards. You don't think you're telling me this subway rat Superman fought powerless because of the red kryptonite? Yeah. You're telling me that thing wasn't going for the throat? But oh, can we back up with this rat situation? Sure. So when you say giant rat, like how big? It was like it was like some kind of mutant. I forget. Okay, what so it wasn't deal just was. a big. It rat. wasn't just a big rat. Like Superman had to get involved with this subway rat. Clark Kent. Yes, but then I mean, the Guardian he like, had to he come was gonna save let the innocent day? people get hurt. Who the yeah. hell's the Guardian? Some really shitty DC guy. He's in Young Justice. You'll see him if you oh, stick around. Right. I'm gonna throw the last. Wait, what am I, what am I thinking? Of, am I thinking about Teen Titans? What am I thinking about? Anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna no, throw... I am. It's Young Justice. You are. We get there. Thor slams mountain lines there, and it's looking mad. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're like. This thing's about to pounce. We can't get by it. We got to take it on. We all got to wrap our coats around our arms. Or you get there and you can't see the cats because there's so many cats. They're actually lining the wall, ceiling, and floor like alien, right? And someone makes the observation that maybe the ceiling's moving. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe they don't do anything. This is what I'm saying with the cats. Yeah. Is that they're cats. Maybe you just go... <laughs> Ha! And they all just just go out, bolt out the door. Yeah, the cats are unpredictable. You, now, just, you never know. What the mountain lion's got a little downlight on him, and he's been pissed that he's fucking hungry. He hasn't eaten in two weeks, and someone just kicked him, so he's extra mad. And he's gonna he's taking one of us down, and he locks eyes with Tim. Uh oh. And he's like, that kid looks done. like he does not like to do push-ups. I I'm going straight for him, and these yeah. other three, I'll catch up to you. And that's the other thing about the mountain lion. They run and they stalk. Yeah. So even if we run away. There's no, there's, he might catch up to us yeah. and take one or two of us out before sure. we're actually able to get indoors. <laughs> For the next 15 years, he's just around every corner. <laughs> they live to be it's at like least 30. It follows too. Yeah, exactly. It's just a mountain lion, though. It's not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, so you guys, mountain lion, we try to fight it as a team. That's fun. Yeah, if, yeah, if it's a team thing, mountain lion. If Kevin's there, if it's Kevin just, takes care of If it. it's just cats... If Kevin's there, yeah, he pulls yeah, out he pulls out the leather man and we immediately take it, jab him in the neck and run. Kevin, your microphone works? He's going to have to rewire it, but hold on. Here it goes. He just muted everybody else because all the numbers went away. Yep. <laughs> what What would be your techniques and what would be your prerogative here? For the mountain lion or the For, cats? Well, what would you choose and how would you handle the situation? I mean, the cats. What are a bunch of cats going to do? I'm with Kevin. They're all worked up. They start fighting each other. They're first. blowing their anal sacks on you. You're just running by them. <laughs> like, what does that smell? Trip Tim if it's a, if we have the mountain lion. Just trip Tim. That's like true. God sort them out. Yeah. yeah. I Jesus. Guess. Okay. <laughs> I feel like the cats we could have a pretty cool Avengers moment though. Of us all spinning around. <laughs> one by one the camera goes to each of us and we just like tossing cats and shit. Yeah. 
I'm just running back and forth over and yeah. over winded. Now here's something we're not thinking about the cats. My my converse. So if we got two hundred cats, that's actually two hundred times nine. Here we go. Mm. I also they appreciate do, that you right. stopped. You're like eighteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they have so many lives, right? Yeah. Honestly, pretty basic multiplication I know, on that one, but, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. I was, you know, mm-hmm. didn't want to think it's about been a long it. week. It has. Uh, that's true. But again, I'm I'm in, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say at least fifty percent of the cats are, are bolting. The ones in the back are definitely bolting. Okay. It's the ones that are closest to us. Maybe the two like ten deep in that are gonna probably try to fight us. And now there's five of us in this scenario. <laughs> So to to Kevin's credit, like in to Kevin's point, what could they do to us other than scratch and bite? So unless 30 of them got on you, which is possible, and and kept biting you, are they going to do enough damage to stop your forward momentum? That's the question. Versus a mountain lion that could slash at your neck and kill you with one. But again, they're going to chase you for the next 15 years. I don't Again. think that was part of the original stipulation. <laughs> it is now. All right. You got to take yeah, them out. That's, that, then I got to go mountain lion because at that, at that point I could just kill the one thing. See, but the cats that have litters and the litters keep coming oh, after wow. me. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about I'm that. fucking sees everywhere I go to get a cup of coffee. If we like, had to kill them, everywhere. if we had to kill them, we're all out there doing our superhero shit. What I would do is take Tim's coat and somebody else's coat. Yeah. And wrap them around my shins. Yeah. And then rather than just run over them, I would just be rocket kicking them right okay. down the line. Just fucking going. Are you concerned at all that at one point you wouldn't have tied the coats uh, hard enough and mm. they would fall onto your feet and then you would trip and, and that fall. Is and then concern. it would just be the up the shot, top down shot of all the cats just consuming you. Right. And they run over you and then it's just your skeleton with the with the love and sex <laughs> stuff shit still on it. It's like that final shot of me like, yeah, and I, like one comes out of my mouth. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, there's a cat God. underneath your skin like uh, the mummy. It's just like crawling <laughs> out. It's like, what's in me? Mommy was a good movie. It was a good movie. I'm bringing it back. Them, I know. I don't want them to remake it. I don't want them to remake hey, it. Yeah, the Rock's in it. No, oh. who's in the who's in the new Mummy? Rock was already in the other one. She wasn't. In I don't know. Uh, it is a bunch of people. I forget. Um, I do want to point out just a little bit of who we are on this one. That we had Kevin turn on his mic to chime in on if he'd fight a cat or mountain lion, or the two hundred cats or mountain lion. Not about getting engaged or how he felt about that or how that how that came together. We know. At all. We know how he felt about that one. This topic was brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head over to LootCrate.com slash Greggy and enter the code Greggy to save $3 on any new subscription. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of that month's crate. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with dystopia. No. Featuring classics like RoboCop, love it. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, love it. The Matrix, love it. And new faves like Bioshock and Fallout 4. We've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, our dystoporific monthly tea. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jackie T, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcratecom greggy and enter the code greggy to save $3 on your new subscription today. Seems a Mr. Little, Moriarty, what do you got? Seems a little redundant, doesn't it? Which part? The greggy greggy? You got to go to slash greggy, then you got to put in the code greggy. Can they at least give us a different code and a different URL so it seems a little fresher? I think they just want it to be, you know, like easy to remember. Easy to remember also yeah. dystoporific. I didn't write it. How offensive. Now here's my topic. <laughs> uh, at uh, I was at the beach last week. Yeah, man, hang ten, hang ten, bro. Uh, with Lola, and we were playing, and people were on the beach, and we we're having a good time. And I'm wearing the northeastern jacket I bought when we were in Boston. And a gentleman walks up to me, and very nicely was like, uh, "Hello, uh, 
you know, is that a Northeastern jacket? And I'm like, yes, it's a Northeastern jacket because it actually says Northeastern on it. So, yes, it's a Northeastern jacket. Damn, you were rude to this no, guy. I, wasn't. I was like, yeah, I'm an, uh, yeah. I'm, and he's like, oh, my daughter just graduated from there. I'm like, oh, I'm class of 07. And we were chatting or whatever. And I was like, oh, that was a nice little encounter. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking down the beach and had this like really almost dumb revelation about society mm-hmm. and started just looking around and noticing a natural order to things. Mm-hmm. And I was curious what you guys think of these things and these things that you might take for granted, right? So uh, just on the beach alone, I was like, okay, these guys are in their wetsuits surfing or like, you know, whatever. And their shit's just on the beach. Yeah. I could just go steal their stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't, yeah. right? There's pets playing on the beach and I could just go steal a pet or kill it or just do whatever. Like, oh, like just crazy, sh- you know, you can do whatever you want, but we're all just going about our business and there's a great order mm-hmm. to everything that's happening, right? Then I'm walking home and kind of observing it. The mailman's delivering the mail, right? Uh, one of those DWS trucks is like coming and picking up garbage. And then I'm like walking. And I'm like, huh, there's a really interesting natural order to society. And I take everything for granted that nothing is chaotic. Now, of course, we have uh, exceptions. There are shootings and there's violent crime and there's uh, theft and burglary and, and all of these kinds of things. And a lot of you know dishonesty and stuff in the society. But it brought up just a brief discussion I wanted to have with you guys about like what are these things do you take the stuff for granted too because I never really we've thought about the social contract we've Mm -hmm. a very scholarly way we thought about the function of taxes and like what they pay for and stuff like that but I was just kind of walking around being like it's kind of interesting that we all just kind of do our own thing generally 99% of the society would assume is never really going to have a you know a bad experience with each other in in a way that's going to be violent or or cause death or destruction or something like that have you guys ever stopped and thought about that? Because it was really weird that I never really stopped and had this moment until I had this conversation with this guy on the beach. We just walked our separate ways, never saw each other again. It was a very nice conversation. Seeing people going about their business, trusting others are going to tr- you know, be fine with their belongings or their pets or whatever's going on around them. And I just kind of thought it was an interesting kind of observation. Mm-hmm. Maybe an obvious observation, an incredibly obvious observation, but one maybe so obvious that I never really stopped to think about I it. I think that's what it is. It's You just don't think about it. You don't think about how you breathe. You just breathe. Right. You know, but I, I had that moment uh, where I really, exactly like you just did, where it's like every little thing I started noticing when I first learned to drive. I was driving and I sneezed and I was scared to drive because I was learning, didn't know what I was doing and I sneezed and it, like my eyes closed because that's what happens when you sneeze. And I remember feeling like, oh my God, like, I could have killed somebody right now because my eyes were closed sneezing, but I had to do that. And then I remember being like, man, there's a red light that I'm stopped at now. Why am I doing this? Just because someone told me to? This guy's stopping too. I'm trusting that this guy's stopping. I'm trusting that that guy's stopping. Why are we trusting that anybody's like following these these rules or these laws? And like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we have driver's licenses, but like, how hard were those to get? Yeah, like like my brother got one, and I don't think he deserved one when he got one. Now he probably does, but uh, you know, it's like all this stuff where I'm like, man, that's. I know all these people like cheating on their driving tests and stuff. And I'm like, that's not, that's probably not a good thing, but we all trust. And then eventually you learn and you're all just like, yeah, this is how we do it. And if we're at a stop sign and we stop and there's that awkward moment of who really stopped first. Yeah. You might get a little mad, but whoever does the the thing last, you're the loser. That's how it goes. Now see on that note, I appreciate the wave. I don't like the go ahead. Do you know what I mean? Do you know the difference? Oh, you know I saying? will go. It's my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not the person that got here first because I was paying attention and you were checking texts? Hate that. Sorry. Continue. No, I mean, that, that's, you're nailing it, though. But- See, I mean, that's that's my thing. Is like, they're, that's all that's all fine and dandy. We all choose on a daily basis to act like civilized human beings, but that's only skin deep. That's, not, that's only really on the surface. There is a boiling pot of anger I think re- that's just waiting to get out at any given moment, and you see it. Maybe it's just me, but you see it when you come to those instances where that where those societal norms start to break down, airplanes, 
Airplanes are a yep. perfect example, right? Yep. When when people are forced to be together in a small enclosed area and our control is taken away from us, and then we start, it, it breaks down. Fuck fast. everybody else. It's me. Right. Exactly. I got my bag on this plane, so I will beat. I will push this old lady out of the way to get on that plane exactly. faster. Um, and then you get mad at the people who are getting up and like don't know how to get off a plane. It's like, well, no, you're three rows back. Why the fuck are you trying to get past my row? That is why my favorite my favorite person to sit next to. Like, I love sitting next to Colin. In an ideal situation, I got an aisle seat and he has an aisle seat, so we can still chat like little girls, like we do sometimes when we share, when we share a room. And then when the plane starts to deplane, like when we we've, we've hit the gate and we and it starts to deplane, and that one person starts, I swear to God, almost one time I saw you almost put an arm out and stop the guy and be like. But Colin will do the thing where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, we'll wait. We'll wait for you because your life is more important than us. All of us know how to, to get out in an orderly fashion. But you, sir, are clearly more. I didn't know you were the king. Did anyone know the king was back there riding? We got to let him out first. Oh, my God. It was the funniest fucking thing. I'm like, Colin, forever be you. Don't ever not <laughs> forever be you. Be you. <laughs> Don't ever not be you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little weird, right? It is a little weird. that like Another perfect example is I was standing in the Starbucks, as I, as I do most of my life but not that one Starbucks no it was the Presidio Starbucks because I refused to go back to that one except for yesterday when I went back there um, <laughs> I was with my parents they wanted to go I was like whatever fine. you come in with like a fake mustache on no top of I saw the mustache. guy I was just like whatever we over this at this point I gave him the look and he, I don't think he recognized me it was awesome. <laughs> he's, he's like oh the king's back right, everybody exactly, right. too good to wait in line or use our online ordering look at you. Oh. Um, no I was at I was just uh, I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday I just went for a walk to the Presidio and there's a nice Starbucks there near ILM um, and I'm like, oh, cool. And I looked in. There was a line. I'm like, whatever. I'm in, I'm in a chill mood right now. I've got nothing, no place to go. So I, I sat in this line for, you know, five minutes as it like kind of curled around. And I got almost to the front, but we were leaving as, as you know, as a group. I guess we had just decided, like whoever decided at first was like, I'm going to leave a huge space between where the line stops and the counter because there's, that's where the door is. So people come in and out that way. And, and everyone has the same look where they walk in, look and see the line and go, oh, I'm not going to stand here. I'm going to curl around except for this one person. This one older woman who was on her phone talking, couldn't give a shit about anything else, was very like whatever, and stood right in front. It just came in and was like, looked at me and then stood right in front of me. And I'm, I was like, I'm about to get irate oh, at this no. person until I looked behind me and saw the other people getting mad, too. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Mob justice. I'm like, I got nothing better to do. You let her cut? I let her cut. Oh, and man. I was like, it was. Cl- I don't think she was doing it on purpose. Right. I had that moment where I'm trying to practice a little bit more mindfulness where I'm like. This is a mistake. You this can't, is an accident. This is not something done intentionally. You not can't like the asshole who's like, go ahead. I'm letting you go at the stop sign. That guy, I want to beat his brains out. But this person was just oblivious and wasn't paying attention. And so I looked behind her. And some and the guy behind me was getting pissed. And I was like, I gave him like a, what are you going to do? And he was like, all right. Fine. That's so on Nick. Right. I know. Now, I, was, I, was, I was, at first I was like, I'm going to, I was pissed. But then I was like, what am I going to do? Now, Tap her on the like, shoulder. She's like a 105 pound woman. And I'm going to yell at her for. That means you can throw her even further. Just kick her right in the choke. <laughs> just punt her into the throw pastry throw cabinet. Her space. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, do that. Does she have a tail? I just throw her out like the Mario. Oh, um, you ever seen two hundred cats attack you? No, I, I think it, it, it goes back to the thing I've talked about often, where like when someone doesn't, when I hold the door open for someone or hand someone something, they don't say thank you. I'm always like, "You're welcome," yeah. really loud. Now, once in a while, one guy that fucking gave me shit for it. Yeah, New York. Well, where where well, is that? Yeah, where New York. York. I was like, and I was like, I, yeah, I accept it. I'm home. I guess I can't do. I can't be like this here. What did he say to you? You were like, "You're welcome." He said, "Oh, what? Yeah. Well, I owe you something." Yeah, yeah. We were on the. We were well, on thank the, you for this great the, service. I was on the subway going to Barclays Center, I think, and I was, or no, I was going to Ramon. So it was in, it was like in Park Slope or something, and uh, I. Had I was at Atlantic Terminal or something, and I like went like this. I so, like a guy can go in front of me, and he just walked past me. I'm like you're welcome. He's like, oh what? Like I owe you something? 
And I was like, oh, like, I accept You're that. Like, I'm yeah, I accept that. <laughs> I'm not, I can throw my weight, I can throw myself around like an asshole here because no one says anything to me, but I can't do this back home. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was the first time I did it. So I was like, yeah, you don't play with math here because I'll just have this fucking experience 17 more times. Every so. time, every time. Because I do the same shit to people. I'm like, I wonder where I got it. Yeah. Um, but it's not designed to be an educational experience. It's designed to make me feel better about, you know, like, it's almost like, fuck you. You just like there are people that like you hold the door for people and there are people that just walk right through the door yeah. and they acknowledge it. Yeah, it does. It happens but a lot. once in a while when I say it, a person's like, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. And I'm like, that was an educational experience for you, sir, wasn't it? Or madam. But mostly it's usually just a way for me to be vindictive because I'm mad that they didn't say thank you. Well, I mean, uh, but, but no, but it's not, <laughs> though, right? Because to that point, like especially in this city, I've noticed this in the last like two or three years is that life seems to be speeding up exponentially as technology speeds up and as more and more, especially in San Francisco, more and more people move to this city. There are more people living in this city, I would wager, than ever before. Oh, yeah. Um, way more. We're building way more. There's way more wealth. And with all of this, the, the speed and this rapid pace of life and this money comes people and, and technology, rather, it becomes people just existing in their own space. This like one foot radius that is theirs and everyone else around them, they are oblivious to and they don't fucking care. And until you occasionally like ask someone, like wake them up or like touch them or make contact or like verbally say, yo, yo you got to pay attention to what's going on. Most people, especially in my neighborhood, couldn't care about you. You could be dead on the sidewalk and they'd be like, oh, I'm just going to walk over that guy and keep checking whatever I'm checking on my giant phone. And it's like. The more we allow this to happen, the less and less I honestly believe we're, we're we're in touch with each other, and that's sad. It is sad, but it's it goes back to I think I also think it's just there's differences geographically as well. Like, you know, I think things are just a late, bit more laid back here, which I think has its pros and its cons. Sure. Um, and you know, people often talk about going to Manhattan uh, tourists and be like, the New Yorkers are really rude to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But then observe the behavior of a fucking tourist in New York. They're just standing in the middle of the fucking on Fifth Avenue, standing in the middle of the of the sidewalk, taking pictures, and they're wondering why people are yelling at them when they're trying to get by. Oh, yeah. You know, but you see that shit here. People just standing in the middle of the sidewalk. Everyone's just like walking around them, like get the fuck out of the way. Oh, like no, have some sort of like a coherence of what's going on around. He's not, you. He's not kidding though. I was down. Yeah. I was down in the financial district the other day. It's insane. Um, I was. What was oh yeah, I was like down there running an errand for kind of funny live, and I'm on like Montgomery, and I I went and as I walked in, I mean there was a rush of people like crossing the street because they have certain intersections where all lights go red at the same time and everyone has to cross just for crowd control. And I felt like a tourist. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And people were like knocking me around, not giving a shit and just kept going on their way. Sometimes um, you trying to make it in the big city, little boy. I was like, cry. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just like, it's just like self-awareness can go a long way. Now we all have our moments of not being self-aware. Sure. The thing is, is that like when someone po- calls me out on that, when I'm in the way and I realize I'm in the way or when I'm and I'm like, I'm sorry, like, I, like, I, like, I'll, I'll throw out an apology or whatever. If I'm like standing in someone's way and they have to walk around, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like, but there are people that are just like literally like, like just standing there with their entire family, with their dog and they're like in their carriage and they're like, and I'm like, dude, you are in the middle of the sidewalk on Market Street. Get out of the way. Yeah. But everyone here to their credit, I guess, just walks around them and doesn't say anything. If you did that shit in New York or Boston, you'll be like, what are you doing? Like, are you serious? And then those people would never want to come back to those cities again. And then they have these stories about how everyone's mean in New York and Boston, but it's really your fault for being oblivious. Right. You know, like, so I think that that's part of the social contract as well is to just like, be like, someone holds a door for you. Thank them. If you're in the way on the sidewalk, if you have to stop on the sidewalk, just move over. Is it really that hard? I hate, dude, I hate stupid people and I hate oblivious people. They're the worst and they are usually one in the same. So that's like, if you made a mistake, that's different. But people that just like, gung-ho just walk through a door someone else hold. I would never do that 
Someone would never hand me something at a restaurant. I would just ignore them. That's the you know city, like though. someone like I, I just uh, you know it's, these are basic social norms. Your parent if you have if you have parents that taught you anything, you know it's like it's just not that hard. That's see, the shit I, that really annoys I me. I blame technology because every single time, well, there's two instances. There's always been assholes though. But every single time I'm stuck behind someone on the street, or every time I'm inconvenienced by someone on the street, it's either for one or two reasons. One, they have a huge space age Voltron style baby carriage that's in front of them. <laughs> That like they could ride the back of that's self-propelled. All these women in my neighborhood have these. You've seen them probably yeah. at this point. Yeah. And a lot of them have your neighborhood's interesting. A lot of them because they have multiple kids have the double decker ones that like literally take up the entire sidewalk. And so you'll stop and be like, oh shit, there's traffic today on the sidewalk. <laughs> either that or either that or people literally are just wired into the matrix, man. They're just staring at their phone, walking. And I I fear for people because I see them walking across Lombard Street texting, and I'm like. Yo, this is a main thoroughfare. Like, you're going to get hit by a car, and they just don't care. And I'm like, well, I guess that's that's Darwinism, right? That's survival of the fittest right there. Perfect, because if you're, if you're not place. smart enough to pay attention to these idiot drivers who are coming as tourists into the city, who've never existed in the city before, and are cutting over. Like, my wife the other day almost got hit by a car because the car ran over the curbs turning on a signer. It turned too sharply, and I, like, kind of pulled her back in the car. Like, and I'm like, dude, everyone, even the drivers aren't paying attention anymore because they're probably talking to someone or texting or it doesn't matter. They do it in Batman and it's cool. They do it in front of you and you're, you're just not impressed. Not so cool. Well, everything's cool in Batman. But for all of the complaints we have, I mean, I sound as curmudgeonly as I usually do. The the beauty of it is like the beauty of what I noticed that day was just the or, the natural order of uh, society. I don't think it's American society. I think it's probably just society generally where we there is kind of a respect of just like generally i'm not saying everything i mean obviously we have a high crime rate in the united states and stuff i'm not saying we don't but it, although crime is way down compared to where it was you know even a few years ago but we respect generally like people's space you, re- you respect people's property like the fact that you you know can like in suburbia like you have a house in the middle of montana right mm-hmm. you have 12 acres you go on vacation for two weeks anyone can do whatever the fuck they want on that property mm-hmm. They could do whatever they want. They can go in your house. They can steal everything you have. They can burn it to the ground. Yeah. You know? And that, that and you go back and your house is just locked in exactly the way you left it. And it's kind of remarkable when you think about it. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, like that's we have like some rules here that we, we, we are. We are not. It's not like the like the rules of the jungle or the rules of like lower life forms would be like they have shit. We're gonna, We're take, gonna it. take it, right? Because we yeah, can't. Like, like, yeah. like, and it's like yeah, it still happens. And it, yeah, to a certain uh, sure, degree. but sure. it's it's a to the point of that. There's more good people than bad. Yeah, you know way I mean? more good people than way more good people. Yeah. That's the thing that I. So even the people that I give a little grief to that don't hold, they're probably just not bad people. They're just they're just rude. And there's not and there and there their could mother be, probably died that morning. Yeah, you always, somebody that, broke up with them. You don't know what's happening. That's a good point too. Head. Is always you always. And everyone's been in that position, and I certainly have yeah. a few times where everyone like I go at someone, whether it was at work at IGN or something like that, and then like, well, this just happened to me, and I go, oh, sorry. So you try to like you try to appreciate it as well, but I just noticed this natural order that I was like, huh, and it has nothing to do with like any governmental functions necessarily, although it could. It's just like with like you know picking up the trash or yeah, the mowing the lawns or whatever, which is totally fine. I think that's a totally appropriate function of a city government, but. It's just more like these, you know, um, these children are playing safely on their their swing set and their parents are watching them. No one's bothering them at all. This guy's just sitting here reading a book. No one's bothering him at all. These people are swimming, leaving their wallet and their shoe on the beach. No one's going up. Everyone knows they can probably go and steal that guy's shit, but they aren't. And this well, guy and this guy, your shoe. Nobody knows. No, no one there. knows. No one has any idea. And and this guy stops me because he sees my northeastern thing is 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 feels safe enough and and. I mean, it's not safe or bold or whatever, but it's like just wants to talk to me because I have that. We have a nice conversation and shake hands and walk away and never talk to each other again. And I'm like, huh, it's just an interesting kind of thing, you know. I never, I never really had thought about like the mm-hmm. the, the the harmony of the things that go on around us, and it goes yeah to the stop signs and the street lights and 
you go into a store and you pay for what you stay like you could easily walk in the Safeway and just walk out and I don't think anyone would ever notice you know I mean like you straight up could, like who's gonna stop you the person that's making ten dollars an hour ringing up the groceries depends on the size of the fruit <laughs> my brother the other day we're it were I think it was a Friday night before kind of funny live and he was I him and his crew were in town they they're they're a great bunch of people, but they've worked together for so long and they've known each other for so long that they can get rowdy a little bit. And they Your go, brother getting rowdy? Right. No. We go to that Walgreens on Chestnut and my brother's like, yo, can I take this cart? And the guy's like, uh, sir, I don't think you can take that because we he bought a bunch of stuff and he had to carry it to us. So I thought it was just only a couple blocks away. And he goes, no, you can't take that, sir. And brother's like, well, I'll bring it right back. Like, I'm not taking it. I just want to borrow it and bring it back. And the guy's like, no, you don't understand. You literally can't take it. It's got a thing on it that if it goes past the door, we'll start like mm-hmm. it's an alarm, right? And my brother's like, "Oh, I get you. I hear what you're saying." So we found another one of the cars that didn't have that one, and, and my brother we just loaded up, and he's like, "Yo, can I take this one?" And the guy's like, "Sir, I don't think it's like cool," and he just bounced with it. And I was like, "Matt, this is my neighbor." He's like, "I'm gonna bring it back." And he brought it back. So I guess I don't know if that's to your point. There's a certain trust. Bring it back. It happened today when we were. I noticed when I brought my mom and her husband to the, the diner I like to eat at. And I usually eat by myself, but I brought them. And, and you know when I eat there, and I brought them. We were sitting. This woman next to us had never been there before. She's a noob to this place. Doesn't realize it's cash only. So she tries to pay them with a credit card, and she's like, "I don't have any cash." And she's like, "And the woman's like, just go get cash and come back." And, right. and she's like, "All right, do you want me to like leave collateral? Like leave, I leave my bag here. It's on my cell phone." And she's like, "No, just go." Yeah. And never saw her again. Lo and behold, the woman came back five minutes later with the money. She could have just left it. She had never been there before. No one had ever seen her. These are the kinds of things I was talking about. You walk into a grocery store and just, I could just take a pack of cookies off the thing and just walk out. Yeah, you could. I could. Every time. I probably could get away with it over and over again. I know. And like, it's like, and it's like, you, you, you just don't do it. It's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You, you, because it's a, we're, we're a society of laws. That's Seinfeld. Yep. And, and so I don't know. I just, I just kind of started to think about like, there's these things we just take for granted. Now, and that's what, and technically crime, I guess, is when those things that are taken for granted aren't followed anymore, you know, when you do mm-hmm. infringe on a right of another person. Whatever. So it's just a very basic kind of thing that I thought about that would be an interesting thing to talk about. And so I wanted to bring that up today for you today, 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 and today, today, that topics from today was sponsored by Harry's. A Harry shaming set will make the perfect Father's Day gift. It looks cool, it feels special, and it's something that Dad will actually use. Dads can be impossible to shop for, Nick. Oh, God, they are. You don't want to get another tie or a pair of socks he's never going to wear, but you also don't want to get something really... You also do want to get... No, you also don't want to get something really practical that doesn't feel special enough to be a gift. Right. Thankfully! Like socks. Hey, no, we already covered that. They, they, there was an ashtray. How about a tie? No, ties we covered too. Ashtray, yeah, that's fine. That's, you get my dad ashtray for Father's Day. You just call it an ashtray? Yeah, ashtray. <laughs> you got your dad an like ashtray. An ashtray. <laughs> I you shit like Good a, one. Shit like a twerk dancer. You put it out right in the brown eye. Uh, thankfully, Harry's has got you covered. While supplies last, Harry's is offering a special limited edition shave set for Father's Day. Get one for dad and get one for yourself too. The limited edition Father's Day shave set includes a matte black, black razor handle, a chrome razor stand, Harry's moisturizing foaming shave gel, foaming. three of Harry's handcrafted blade cartridges, and a travel cover, all for forty dollars. Oh there, oh, the foaming, oh the foams, it's foams. It's gonna go over big in the north of the country, Canadian community. <laughs> I was thinking, I was trying to think if I was Minnesota or Wisconsin. Then. Uh, that might have been Minnesota. Actually, okay. I thought you were gonna do like Spawn plus. Or it comes in a sleek, giftable box with the option to add custom engraving and a personalized card. Harry's also offers shaving sets at a different pri- at different price points, starting at $15. Get one for yourself. Go to harrys.com right now and redeem a special offer code for fans of the show. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase with the promo code KINDAFUNNY. Don't wait. Economy shipping for Father's Day ends on Thursday, June 9th, so act now. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. 
Enter the code kind of funny at checkout to get five dollars off. Get dad something he'll actually use for Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each week four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random talk of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Another good Father's Day gift. If your dad's a dork. And you can support us there and get ac- exclusive episodes, good goodies, the show's early, all that stuff. Ooh, I'm your dad. Ooh. I do science projects. You still playing with your Vita? Let's go over and play some Freedom Wars together. Where's your Panopticon? If you got no bucks to toss, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny where we put the show up topic by topic, day by day, until the entire thing posts on Big Deal Friday <laughs> as one big MP3 don't even, video. Don't even think about saying that. Big Deal Friday! Kevin! <laughs> we need to take more breaks. I'm going to change the passwords on all the social socials. It's under my name! If you didn't know, I know the password to that account too. It's been our pleasure to serve you.